welcome to Never Wanted Nights. This is a Dicey Antics podcast brought to you by some randomers on the internet. You will be hearing some funky ass sound effects, so thank you Sirenscape for that. We're not sponsored, but you know, it just helps elevate the quality of the podcast from, from janky to less janky. Or janky with sound effects. <laughs> In my esteemed colleague's opinion. <laughs> Right, so you guys, uh, up ahead, uh, you see a large door at the end, directly at the end of the corridor. So the mage dwarf bangs on the door twice. Says, uh, "Party four. So now another large thunk on the doors swing inwards. You can see it's a large chamber. Lots of stone arches over the top that seem to, to meet at a point that's a little bit lower than the rest of the ceiling uh, that has an odd sort of sconce on the end of it. And um, there are large windows on around half of the chamber. They are more or less behind you, uh, two large windows. Uh, so you've come in, come in the door, and then above the door there are windows, sort of almost immediately above your head. And then on the far side there are another set of windows. What are the windows like? Are they just like plain glass or stained glass or? It's stained glass, but it appears to be a geometric pattern rather than a pictograph of some kind. Oh, alrighty. Are there any obvious exits? Give me a perception check. <laughs> One, no, seven, because I've got a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> you could get out the way you came in. Thanks. <laughs> So uh, the room is is large, more or less. It's a giant hexagon, uh, but the seating arrangements in benches are a, a semicircle in front of a, a tall raised set of benches at the very far end. It's kind of like a dais or a lectern or something like that. I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> it's a stone plinth with uh, seating at the top and uh, two small staircases going outside. Right, okay. I see. Yeah, I see a dais. On top of this, uh, there are three seats, and they are each occupied by a more elderly-looking dwarf, judging by the hair colours. So, one is wearing a plain white mask, uh, one is wearing a half-white, half-silver mask, and the other is wearing a half-white, half... it's sort of a green-coloured mask. Intriguing, so there are a few that straddle the divine and the arcane, presumably. So that would be silver and coloured, would right. be divine arcane. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I thought the significance of white is then versus silver and stuff. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe we'll find out. I'm going to subtly uh, step backwards and sort of ge- and sort of gently uh, nudge Fendral in the same direction so that Dex is front and centre and we're slightly less prominent. The one in the centre says, Approach the council. Alrighty, I, sh- I shall do so. In a hushed tone, the mage standing next to you says, uh, There's a circle in the middle of the floor. If you could stand in the circle, please, guys. Alrighty, is there some kind of magic circle? Or is this just like a like a nope. place to stand? It's just so all the archers can reach you. Oh, wonderful. He winks. <laughs> Remember, Dex, don't be a dick. I'm not being a dick. You don't be a dick. Hey, dicks, sharp. Go get a step in the circle. I'm getting in the circle. Death circles. Nice knowing you, Dex. 
Alrighty, I'm stood in the circle. I've got Wolfie sat at my side. I'm just going to cross my arms and look expectantly at the, the three higher-ups. So the one in the centre says, You've been summoned, and you are coming. Aye, uh, we appreciate that. Aye, great. Well, what's this all about? Divining the exact meaning of the gods' visions is not always obvious. No. I, I for one, just wanted to get a better look at you. I see. Well, here you are. I quite spread my arms. The one with the uh, green and white mask says, uh, I don't believe you being here is necessary. I have yet to be convinced otherwise. We have no trouble that requires outside assistance. All right, well, fine. I mean, I don't know why I'm here anyway. So, you know, we had our own plans, which we've interrupted to come here. So if you don't want us here, just tell us to go and we will. Well, we have got a little bit of... Uh, blacksmith work we'd like done while we're here. The one in the middle uh, pipes up at that and says, Ah, oh, fantastic. The wolf looking for smithing. I have dragon skin. We've got quite a lot of dragon skin. Dragon skin? That is interesting. Bring it to us. When, uh, may I inquire, when did you come about this dragon scale? When was it, guys? About a week ago? About that, yeah. White dragon plaguing village of Sandalin, a few hundred miles north from there. Ah, so we dispatched a fetcher uh, before you'd acquired the scale, then. Sure, that counts as evidence for or against. And he turns to his right, which is to your left, towards the, uh, the one with the silver and white mask. It says, um, it's fortuitous. Hmm. Evidence for. The one in the middle again says, right, so. A dragon scale is an uncommon material, as you might imagine. Okay. And there will be many wanting to work it for you. We suspect as much. We have a process for this. Uh, something like a reverse auction. So you guys have the material that everyone wants to work with. They will bid on the work. I see. We can facilitate that. Alrighty. Well, we want the, the the people who have got the the best talent, rather than the deepest pockets, to be to be working like. They won't be bidding uh, financially. Oh, alright. They their offers vary, so uh, some will pledge one of their apprentices as uh, into service for the council. Some will offer uh, additional work for you and for us. I see. It's more favours than finance. Alright, favours, okay. Some of them will show off previous works. Oh, it would be nice to see some previous works. That would be quite a good way of judging quality. Aye, 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 absolutely. Especially by uh, craftsmen renowned enough to think that they're worthy of uh, working dragon scale. I'm quite looking forward to this, actually. The one on your right, so the one that's obviously half half white, half magical, uh, judging by the mask, says, I fail to see how this would warrant a message from the gods. It's a boon, to be sure, but it's not a boon to us in particular. I still call shenanigans on this whole thing. Well, I mean, I've, I've had my dealings with the gods. 
the one on the left uh, says, do you tell? Well, let's see, the first time was with uh, the revered mother. Uh, that was off when we were going to help a, a centaur named Zarnf. His people had been like kind of wiped out by orcs and we did a favour for his god and he like sent us back in time and we rescued his village and on the way there kind of met the revered mother which was very nice, very helpful. I, I'm going to lean in and say, Dex, do you realise how ridiculous that sounds? It, well, we've been telling ridiculous stories for a while now. I'm getting kind of used to it, veteran. I wouldn't dare tell the space mushroom stories. Ah, oh, no, 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 we won't. We won't. We won't mention about the space mushrooms. Um, and then let's see. The next time was in uh, the Soul Forge, and then that's when I kind of like diversified my myself from being just a ranger to being a ranger and a cleric by virtue of being somewhat pummeled on Moradin's uh, forge. So the one on the left says. So you did a service for a god outside the Dwarven Pantheon, and then you would claim you were worked by Moradin himself. Hey, that's true. What proof do you have of this? I'm just, I'm just going to start face farming quietly. Well, I'm a cleric now. Um, so your word? Hey, you have my word. And I guess that of my companions as well. And if you can find Zamp, you can ask him. We, we rescued him. His, it, it did good service for his people. He leans and says something to the guy in the middle. As 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 he does so, I'm going to copy the mannerism, but not actually whisper anything meaningful. I'm also going to copy the mannerism, but I am going to whisper something. I'm going to say, if you trust them, show them the label. Uh, yes. I suppose. Well, I was warned about that. So. Or you're or you're just showing something. They're like, here's my wallet. Please take it. <sighs> Fine. Right. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll unhook the the nice dwarven flagon that I got um, from this old forage, and I'll get yeah, out the ladle, and I'll just pour out a nice godly beer, and I'll walk up and poof, down in front of them. There you go. The uh, dice is actually too high for you to oh. reach. They're, they're quite a way up. Well, can I hand it to a guard or something? Would you would you kindly pass this up there, uh, courtesy of the revered mother? It's her own special blend. The guard just sort of looks looks up at the council. Um, the one on the uh, so the one on the right, the half white, half green guy, uh, nods once. Guard takes the mug from you. I'd like that back, by the way. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he uh, walks up uh, around a, a small set of steps to the side of the dais and then uh, hands it to the green and white masked fellow. How many uh, guards are present in this room? Uh, so you have two behind you. So there were two on the outside of the door. There are two on the inside of the door as well. And um, you can't see any others, but you can feel people watching you. You've got that sort of itch on the back of your head that tells you that there's more eyes in here than you can see. Also, the mage guy did mention that he wants you to stand in the circle so that the archers can reach you. He did do that. Can't see any obvious archers. Guy in the white, white and green mask um, looks very carefully at the mug, doesn't drink it, and then passes it to the guy in the middle. Guy in the middle looks very carefully at it, sniffs it once, takes a sip under the sort of bottom half of the mask he lifts up. I would like a perception check from the one place. Alrighty. That's a strong 11. That's uh, 22. 21. Nice. Okay. Can I uh, tell if we've got any kind of form of magical vision at the moment? 
like their eye color is different or anything. With with that kind of perception roll, um, yeah, you you think the guy with the half green, half white mask um, is using magical vision right now. Um, his eyes appear to be a sort of silver behind uh, behind the mask, sort of metallic. You also hear uh, the pair of you, just Vendril and Vedran, um, a pleased sigh, and the one in the middle drinks the beer. You don't think he meant to make that noise? It's fucking good beer. He then passes it to the uh, the one on the far left with the uh, silver and white mask, um, who looks at the beer, lifts up the mask, drinks it, puts it down, passes it back along the row, and it goes back to the guard. The guard brings it back down to you. If there's any left, I'll polish it off, and then I'll just fit it back on the, my backpack. Um, most of it's left. They're, oh, all right. They, had, they only had a sip each. Always not one, not. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? The two who tried it nod. Uh, one who didn't doesn't move. I can do wine as well, you know, if, you, if you're not a, such a beer drinker for some reason. I have better things to be doing than wasting my time. Minis. <sighs> Might go quite nicely with the smoked fish. Bit of divine mayonnaise. What's your passive deception, all of you guys? 18. 18? Deception of 13. 16. 16. Right, okay. I feel like there's something we're missing, but... <laughs> uh, veteran. And only veteran. You hear a very faint knocking from behind the dais. It's like three raps on a door. I will keep my pointed ears pointed in that direction. Anyway, gents, are you actually going to tell us about why I was summoned here at all? The one on the left... Uh, with the silver and white mask, says, You were, or someone matching the description of the wolf in the wild was needed here. All right. For what purpose? God said you were needed here. God said. Which god? The panty. Okay. The one in the center says, Well, it was obviously for a dragon scale. I mean, that's a boon to us. Uh, yes, to work on that, certainly a boon to you. One on the right um, says, They've always got dire warnings about disasters befalling us and heroes needed and such bunkum. Um, you seem twitch slightly at that when he says that. <sighs> Apologies. The views of my more religious fellows are to be respected, of course. They said that you would be needed for something a little more desperate than what kind of outfit to wear. Well, I mean, do tell. I mean, I'm only here. I'm just, I'm only been here because I've been summoned. Well, they're vague as ever. I prefer more precise information. Well, sure. Well, has anyone just tried asking the gods? You know, you just go and sit down and pray and just ask what the heck it is they want. Uh, the one on the left says... Uh, they always speak in riddles and mystery. This is the way of the Pantheon. You never get a straight answer out of the gods. None would simply say, I need you to do this thing and give you a weapon. That would be ridiculous. It doesn't hurt to try, though, does it? I think Beradar was fairly, you know, relatively straightforward. Moradin was a little bit cryptic, but I mean, the whole thing with, like, trusting the man and the mask, that kind of 
followed through, obviously, with you guys with your, your fancy masks. So, you know. Pedrin, you hear increased rapping from behind the dais, again, very quietly. I'm only going to be half listening to any dialogue. I'm going to be focusing on that noise. Uh, you can hear a voice on the far side speaking in dwarvish in hushed tones. I'm going to try and remember the phonetics of what they said and then repeat it back to Dex later <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> oh, hang on, they're anticipating potentially a great trouble here, right? Maybe that seems to be the implication. All right, well, you know, Fendral's going to try and not have his uh, imperil cap on all the time, but he feels imperiled currently. <laughs> I think we all feel a bit imperiled, right? We are, we're in a kill box surrounded by arches. <laughs> which you can't see. Which, which you is, can't yes. see. But I'm not sure if we're the ones in danger, despite all of that. Well, we're pretty kick-ass, to be fair, right? So, you know. Hmm. I don't know. If, if I just said Cersei Lannister, for example, <laughs> yeah, not that I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Uh, you hear all three of you this time uh, some pretty incessant banging from behind the dais, and the, the one with the the mask in the center says, uh, "Enter." As they do so, I'm going to try and repeat what I heard to Dex as best as best I can. Right. Okay. I would I would like a short term memory. Is that a history check? Performance is it to try and performance? I would say performance because I'm trying to performance. Repeat. You're trying to mi mimic a noise, aren't yeah, you? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give me, give me performance then. Sixteen. Sixteen. That's that's pretty good. All right. So in the worst dwarvish accent you've ever heard, Dex, yeah. um, he says in dwarvish, the expedition's been lost. Ooh. Intriguing. What well, expedition has been lost? I'll just say loudly. Just saying it out. I'm just saying it out loud. I just want these people to get to the point. Right, right. The one on the right with the uh, white and green mask says, Council business. Uh, the one on the left says, This might be the reason. The one in the middle says, I'm going to send people to find out anyway. There's no harm in sending them with them. Either it's why they're here or they're not. And it makes them never mind to the bidding. As long as they come back alive, of course. Hey, what, what are you talking about? What is this expedition that's been lost? The one on the left uh, says, the mages believe they could dig deeper. Oh, not that old one again. Well, our people never learn. We encourage them to dig sideways. Aye, it's very sensible. The mage uh, says, digging deeper with the proper precautions is... Absolutely fine, of course. Couldn't possibly be anything that goes wrong. We measured, we were sure, but uh, they, they have gone missing. <sighs> so you've tunneled down into the Underdark or something, have you? No, no, we've not, we've not gone anywhere near that deep. We measured. I see. We knew, we knew how thick the crust was here before we get to the Inner Realm. And yet your expedition hasn't come back, so... You can see him again sort of twitch slightly. And did, you, did your gods not warn you that, well, I guess my gods too, did they not like warn you that maybe there is a miscalculation or something? Uh, the one on the left says, the gods warned us something was coming and they told us we needed a wolf of the wild. The one in the centre says, 
I still say it was for economic gain. But, yeah, expedition's an expedition. And uh, as long as you fellas promise to come back in one piece, we can have the auction once whatever's going on down there can sort it out. Uh, the one on the right says, whatever's going on down there, in a very different accent. It's obviously slipped into <laughs> into wizard voice. I don't know about you, Dex, but uh, delving into the Underdark, I kind of want that dragon armor. I, uh, I know what you're saying. I mean, we could run on, I've heard all sorts of stories about all the awful creatures that hang hang around down there, and then there's a there's the there's the bad dwarves and stuff that kind of turn their backs on Moradin that are down there and what have you as well. So I don't know. Wizard guy just bangs his hand on the table. It's not the Underdark. Well, how do you know? Have you been down there? They've scryed it. I see. Well, why don't you try scrying on your your last party? There are limits. I see. Well, I mean, are there limits outside of your measurements? He sort of leans back and folds his arms. Uh, the one in the middle just raises his hands and says, Gents, I have a proposal. Uh, we seem to be in a little bit of a bother with a mining expedition, and uh, you fellas look like you're capable, and... Uh, Judging by your uh, wilds living, uh, adaptable, yes? Aye, I'd say we're fairly adaptable. Useful to have men like you on the, our uh, rescue team. The one on the right says investigation team. It's usually a rescue in our experience, to be honest with you. The one on the left says, exactly as the gods described. The one on the right just puts his head in his hands. <laughs> Can we just see up front, if we find any of them and they're dead, uh, magic items that happen to be on their bodies, which happen to be very useful to us, are forfeit and we're claiming them. One middle just leans back and says, I like you. Man with a bit of nice trading in his blood. I appreciate this. There, there are things a dwarf has to do to survive when he's uh, not with his clan anymore. So Indeed, indeed. A sharp mind is... Yes, yes. Commerce is is a high ideal, after all. And we are mining, and it's a mining concern, and it would help us greatly if uh, behooven to yourselves is to come along with our little party, arrange something, and he looks to the left and right. Oh, yes, that's right, and perhaps veteran vendor or maybe we could negotiate some kind of discount on this dragon scale armor that we'd like forged as well by way of payment i definitely like you. yes yes we can make that part of the uh auctioning process of course and there's a little wee stove i've got the plans for which i'd like in a car uh so if we if we could get that thrown in as a bonus that'd be a very nice way of sweetening the deal yeah we do have some artisans here who trained with the gnomes oh wonderful well, I say I've got the plans, it just, it just needs a blacksmith. I'm sure that's something I can arrange for you. No problem. Excess. You're not going to ask for a, a new a new tin bath then? Well, I mean, I don't maybe, want to push maybe, my luck. Maybe a bigger cart, maybe, you know. Well, we want to get a bigger cart, but we can just buy that. You know, we've got a bit of gold between us. I, I was fucking joking, but in my car, yeah. All right. Oh, but, I mean, you know, I obviously want to have the bath. That's, that's the whole point. I almost want that more than I want the armour. Okay. Almost. <laughs> Almost. 
Otherwise, you'll be wearing the bath into battle. Well, obviously, be wearing my existing armor into battle in that case, wouldn't I? But no, obviously, the armor is more practical and useful. But at the end of a long day, you want to have a relax and a nice bath. And if it's in the back of the car, all the better. The left one and the one in the middle are both nodding along with you. Uh, the one on the right has just got his arms folded and is leaning back. So, just for clarity's sake, we are investigating what has happened to this expedition. That's all. But we come back and report to you. So the uh, green and white one says, investigate. The one in the center says, find out what happens. And the one on the left says, save the people all at the same time. Right, so rescue them, basically. And we'll ask them what the issue was. Or if we bring their bodies back or something, maybe you can do some spill to find out what happened to them. Well, hopefully it won't come to that. Right, gents. Do you have accommodation in town? We do. Ah, excellent. Uh, he uh, looks down at the top of the dais and says, uh, the uh, fish and tackle, I see. That's the one. Right. Uh, the Commerce Guild will uh, cover your uh, stay while you are here. Oh, thank you kindly. One to the right says, Mage's Guild will inform you when uh, we need you to depart. With the team. Ah, of course, of course. The one on the left says... You would be very interested in seeing that ladle close up. Uh, maybe later. I think we have, if not got to the bottom of what's going on, then at least we have a better idea of it now. The one on the right says, do we? The one in the middle says, I don't really care. I'm getting dragon scales, investigation for nothing but Ruben board. It sounds like a fantastic deal to me. Oh, and a chimney. Like stove, not just a chimney. At this point, Bedroom pipes up and says, Is it possible to get these uh, crafted armors enchanted? Uh, the one in the middle looks to the uh, green and white guy and says, Is it? He says, We have a number of skilled mages. Most, as you know, are not currently in the hold. Well, best be summoning them. Indeed. Thank you. Yeah. I step back and proceed to look, you know, kind of humble and quiet as I have been for the most of this evening. <laughs> uh, the one on the left says um, it's not really the mages who can empower weaponry. Um, sort of side-eyes the mage. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can all do a very good job. The one in the middle just shrugs and says, look, we can make stuff and these two fuckers can argue about who gets to do what to it after we've made it. <laughs> but someone will do it for you. Sounds wonderful, thank you. Okay. That sounds like less of a good deal for me now, but still, I mean, <laughs> it's not my guild that's going to be fitting the bull for that. I guess not. So what what time are you going to want us to set off on this expedition? As uh, soon as they're ready. All right, well, I mean, we're raring to go, I would have thought. Head, head back to the fish and tackle. Don't drink too much. Aye. And it gets kind of grumpy if people get rowdy. And, uh, Aye, we noticed that, we noticed that. My uh, colleagues from the Mages Guild will be over to inform you when it's uh, when they're ready to depart. All right. Well, don't 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 wait too long because that that smoked fish is very nice, and I don't want to put too many pounds on while I'm here. <laughs> we definitely like you. Before you go, you see there's some sort of activity on top of the dice that you can't see. Uh, all of them are, are looking down at the top of it, and uh, you think they're writing or 
doing something up there. Then a uh, sheaf of paper is handed to the guard who um, earlier transported the mug. Um, he comes back down and he gives it to you. Thank you. It's a rather fancy, quite thick piece of almost cardstock. It's not paper. Um, it looks pretty durable. It has three seals across the top. One white, one silver, one green. And they've all got a, a sort of pattern pressed into the, the wax. And uh, further down, it just says, writ of room and board. Ah, brilliant. Thank you very much. We will, uh, I will, <laughs> uh, get our agreement written up, and then uh, we can all uh, have that signed, uh, hopefully before we depart. Alrighty, well, you know where to find us. Indeed, indeed. Well, gents, I think our business is concluded here. Uh, the one on the left goes, uh, the ladle. What about it? I'd like to hold it if at all possible. Uh, I don't know. I've been warned about... I was in two minds about showing it to you or not. Anyway, I've been warned not to hand it around, really. Sure, it has been. It has been. Well, if you want to come down here... Um, you hear some intakes of breath from behind you? No, that's quite all right. Fair enough, then. Well, you know where to find me if you want to come and meet under less formal circumstances and have a look at it. Then that, can, I'm sure, can be arranged. Indeed we do. You hear three loud bangs from the top of the desk, uh, and then the mage steps forward from behind you and uh, says, that's, that's the signal. We go back out the door we came in, walk backwards if you can. Try not to fall over. Already, I just give a little bow, and I'll start walking backwards. As you step out of the circle in the middle of the floor, uh, Fendral, that twitch you were feeling in the back of your head like you were being watched, um, leaves. Okay, and you'll crack out the door in between the guards, uh, the doors are closed, and uh, the mage starts walking down the carpeted uh, or rugged hallway and just doing that annoying asshole gesture he was doing earlier to try and get you to speed up. Alrighty, well, we'll jog along to catch up. I've just had a fantastic idea. What's that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a mask made of dragon scale. Hey, do you reckon there's somewhere here, like out in the market, where I can buy a ladle that looks a bit like a holy ladle? You wanna, you wanna pawn him with a, pawn him off with a knockoff? No, I don't. But I wanna have that one attached to my backpack, and then I wanna keep this the magic one, like under, in, in my clothes. So that someone is sent to try and snatch it or something, then they get the. You know, oh, a decoy. Okay, exactly. no, that's, a, that's a fair enough idea. What you could do with really is some sort of bag of holding. Hey, that'd be nice. Well, to be fair, the bag of holding could get stolen too. Well, I've got one, but it's all the way in Neverwinter. That's uh, quite a long way from here. Yeah. And this is assuming your stuff's not been pilfered in the, the time you've been away. This is very true. I hide things in different places, so with any luck. The obvious shit will go. Hey, well, very, I am very good at hiding things, but yeah, no, it is it is a risk. It is very true. And the thing is, that thing was fucking expensive, so I'm gonna be very annoyed if it is gone. So, mage guy uh, leads you through the anteroom that you came in through, and uh, then out down a number of halls, a couple of twists and turns, and you arrive at the main courtyard. You are taken back through a series of sort of portcullis airlocks, and again. They hold you a little bit too long for comfort in each of 
the kill boxes, and then they <sighs> let you out into the uh, the market area inside the main out outer wall. They're determined to rub our noses in it and let us know who's boss, aren't they? Just making sure you don't get too big for your boots. I'm not getting too big for my boots. Wolf of the wilds. <laughs> well, wolves don't wear the boots usually, do they? Especially not other people's boots. Oh, he went there. <laughs> he went there. Oh. Go there. Well, you'll notice the stipulation. <laughs> I said that any bodies we find with magical items on, be it, be the dwarves or whoever else is, we... Yeah, and you, you know, if I'm, I'm so glad we didn't die at that very moment, because if I was the councilman, <laughs> that's basically you telling me I'm going to wipe out the rest of your expedition and steal their stuff. That's not true that's at all. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, all right. That's not the intention, and it's clearly not what they heard, so it's fine. In fact, that, that commerce guy, the head of the commerce guild, seemed to, seemed to quite tickle. I like him to me, so, you know. That's because you plied him with alcohol. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. In some cases, that can be considered illegal. Ah, I don't want to go anywhere where plied someone with alcohol is illegal. That sounds like a <laughs> miserable fucking place. I mean, this is a lubricant of dwarven society, this stuff. <laughs> it is. Should we be um, very mindful of what your ladle is doing? I, that's true. I'm going to unhook it from the backpack, and I'm just going to have it in my hand, and I just want to like go around. You said there's like little market stalls or something, right? Yeah, getting. there's lots of lots of market stalls. I just want to go and try and... It's got to be like a house of supplies or something. I just want to go buy another ladle that looks vaguely like this. This yep. is just like a common old garden metal it, it does. It does look like an ordinary ladle. Yeah, so I just want to get another one that looks pretty damn close to this. Now I'm just going to hook that on my backpack and keep it going. You walk past a couple, you can see uh, signs above. There's uh, Ladles R Us, uh, the Ladle Factory. Um, <laughs> Whichever has the best prices. Quality Ladles and um, <laughs> Ladle City. Are you telling me I'm not finding any Ladles here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of blacksmiths around. Uh, you know that from when you came in, and uh, a number of them have sort of side business in, in smaller metal goods, uh, sort of utensils and labels and things. All right, one of them. So, Vandral, do you want to go potion shopping? I think we can stop at stock up on some health potions and stuff. Yep, sounds like a good plan to me. Will you grab a health potion for me as well? I'll still reimburse you. Well, we'll go right then. I've got ladles by it's important. Actually, we could just buy Roaring... Well, maybe not now, because it's probably imminent that we're leaving, but long-term, I can still make them if we get the raw ingredients. That might work out cheaper in the long run. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get we'll stock up on some immediates for now, but get some ingredients, so if you get the time to brew a couple up, then do so. We'll rustle up a montage at some point and look at a few potions. I can make some more, like, Alchemist Fire as well. And cue the rocky music when we do that. Aye. Hey. The uh, copyright-free, Rocky adjacent music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, can I go over to one of these blacksmiths with, which looks like they has a few utensils on show, and just yeah. these peruse and see if there's an, a ladle. Veteran okay. um, and Fenrir, are you sticking around? You were going. Um, we're going. We're going potion shopping. Okay. Ingredient shopping. There's. Uh, it's it's got a number of utensils on the outside. Uh, there's a, a sort of cloth covering and an awning over the top. You suspect there's more stuff inside. You can't actually see the merchant from anywhere. All right. I just call out for him. It's like, hello. Hello. Open. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I'll just enter then. I'm in the market for a ladle. Of course you are. Uh, uh, shelf over my right. Ah, wonderful. Find something you like, let me know. 
Okay. I'll just go and rummage. And are there any labels that look quite similar in dimension and colour to my holy one? Uh, give me an investigation check. <laughs> one. One. Uh, you, you are certain that one of the ones on the shelf at the back is exactly the same as the ladle you've got. How many ladles are on the shelf at the back? Uh, there's like a rack, there's three or four. I'll just take all of them. Take all of them, right, okay. I guess I can take all of them. I fear they're not expensive, and clearly I can't fucking tell one from the other, so I'm just going to buy all of them. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. I'd like all of these, please. <laughs> he looks at you a little funny. Um, he's, he's wearing the, the, the white mask, of course, and he just sort of turns his it's an adventuring you, you, party. Everyone wants their own ladle. It's just hygiene. Hygiene? You're not starting a chain of restaurants or something? No. I wouldn't, wouldn't begrudge you if you were. I mean, there's a lot of people hungry galleys around here. That's a gold piece. Five gold total. All right, there you go. Five gold. It's fine craftsmanship, mate. It's very nice. Very nice. I make his mark on the back and everything. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, would it be... I mean, this is probably highly offensive to you. Would you mind possibly, like... Obscuring that for me. Why would I do that? Because I'd pay you like an extra ten gold to do it. What make his mark? Thank you. Just hand them over or I'll go take them over the grinding wheel now. Ah, thanks so much. It's just there's someone in the party, they get very jealous of other people's work, and if it's just unbranded, it's just safer that way, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, fine, uh, money speaks. <laughs> whatever whatever problem you're solving with this is none of mine. Aye, wonderful. Thank you so much takes the ladles and uh, heads out round uh, the corner and you can hear like uh, the stone grinding wheel being used. I'd like a perception check from you, please, Dex. That's a seven. Strong seven. Um, it briefly gets brighter in the room. Alrighty. I'm just going to make sure I've got my, my magic ladle and I'm clutching it frickin' taste. <laughs> uh, you can hear two people walking around behind you. Hello. Hello. You from out of town? I am. Who are you, gents? Passers by. Alright, what colour masks do they have on? They have, uh, one of them's got a, a sort of silver, sort of, almost like a snake down the front, uh, and the other one's got a, a straight silver rhyme line through a white mask. I see. You're in the market for some uh, new kitchen utensils as well, eh? Yeah. It's uh, ladles, specifically. Oh, really? Are either of them wearing any metal? Uh, yes, as it happens. Um, you can see that both of them appear to be wearing chainmail underneath their outfits. Alrighty. Do I get like a, a sense of which is maybe the bigger and stronger of the two of them? Uh, give me an insight check. That's the uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, they both look pretty formidable. Not a lot to choose between them. It's interesting you should mention uh, that interesting ladles. Listen here, he's uh, starting up a restaurant. Oh, really? Well, I'm, I'm afraid I think they're, they're fresh out of them here. Oh, no, no, we had it on commission, don't worry. Ah, I see, I see. You hear uh, the stone grinding sort of finish on the other side of the curtain, and uh, the merchant comes back in with his white mask and goes, Oh! Ah, uh, your ladles, sir? Thank you, thank you so much. There we go. Oh, you've done a very nice job there, thank you. The, the, uh, polishing -y? Yes, they, they, they're very nice looking. And I'll just hand him the 15 gold. Pleasure doing business with you. I, my party will greatly appreciate these. Thank you so much. One of the large fellas, the, the sort of silver snake on the front, says, uh, 
Do you stay in town? Uh, he turns to the merchant and says, uh, Do you have our special order ladle? And the merchant goes, uh, Yes, yes, silver inlay. Of course, of course. Um, and he runs out back and he comes back with a very fancy ladle and he hands it to him. He says, oh, brilliant. This will, this will impress the chefs we're looking to hire. And then That's beautiful. Both. And he says, Thank you. Uh, both leave the shop. I'm so glad I didn't do heat armor. <laughs> I could have gone so I tried to bait you so hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> you did, did you? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, anyway, that's cool. And now I have like a shit ton of ladles. You have a lot of ladles now, yes. And at least one of them hopefully looks like the ladle. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to get someone else to do the judgment. I'm just holding the two yeah. literally together. I'm yeah. not that stupid. Yeah. You roll the one, man. <laughs> ladles are not your expertise. It was obviously poorly lit in that particular yeah. part. Of the show. Yeah, okay, okay, fine. It's a little dark in the shop. Now cut to Fendral and Vedran viciously battling an alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Right then. Uh, so yeah, you guys can't read Dwarfish, right? No. No. Um, the signs are in Dwarfish. So you're going to have to guess at which shop is an alchemist. Well, we're just going to look for ones with, with potion bottles on the signs. <laughs> okay, hope, uh, okay. Hope that's... No, yep. not just a, a, a shop for beakers or something. Alright, give me a perception check. Both of you. 16. 16? And Fen Fender will do it at advantage, because you're you're a bit of an alchemist yourself, right? Or is it herbalist? I forget. I don't, I don't like to brag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 13 in total. 13, right. Okay. So Fendral, you can't find one. You were wandering around, the two of you, looking next to it. You... It's all dwarfish to you. Yeah. I'm probably just all shiny things and just yeah. looking at all the shiny things. There's a lot of shiny things. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of nice smelling food around here. Most of it's smoked fish, but... Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I suffer from spontaneous shopping syndrome. I'm just like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? I'm just going to approach the nearest market stall and ask for directions. Bedroom, however, with a 16, is yeah. enough. You can't see an alchemist, but you can smell one. Sorry, I haven't bathed today. No, no, no. I smell patchouli. And Ashkabel. This way. Yeah, so you can follow your nose uh, to a rather well, small, humble-looking stall. It doesn't have anything on the outside apart from the, the dwarvish sign, and uh, has a, a cover over it. Um, and through the gap, you can see it's quite dark on the inside. Sorry, while we're walking past all the stalls and things, is there anywhere that actually actively sells masks? You see one stall with a mask hung under the sign. If I just... You don't know whether they make masks, you'd have to go in and out. If I just kind of... If they got like a window, can I just squidge my nose up and see if I can... So these these are sort of market stalls rather than buildings in the section you're in at the moment. Oh, okay. it's, it's sort of uh, just awnings and then uh, usually fabric or beads or something hanging down in front of the, the, the sort of trade space behind. Right. Okay. Hang on a minute, are you going to buy a mask? Well, I'm just going to look around, I'm just going to look over my shoulder just see if there's anyone that looks like they're kind of paying a bit too much attention. Well, you do realise that this is like a cult, very much a cultural thing, and we're going to stick up like a sore thumb if we buy masks here and start wearing them. In fact, it might be considered offensive. We are not dwarves. We, we do not look in any way, shape, oh, yeah. or form like dwarves. We cannot disguise ourselves wearing masks here. Mm. There's a few non-dwarves in and around, but they, you're right, they do stick out. 
Um, there's not many people here who aren't dwarves. I mean, if we were a gnome or a halfling, we might be able to get away with it. But no, we're, we're, we're lanky, pointy-eared fuckers. Well, there goes that plan. And you've got those fucking great big antlers on your head. No one is missing that. <laughs> well, I suppose, ultimately, it's less about you and me having to hide. I'm more worried for Dex and his ladles, so currently. So even if we could make him look a bit more incognito. Maybe. That might. It's an idea. Yeah, better. Anyway, just a thought. No, it's not a bad one, but um, I tread carefully. Mm. The last thing we want is to be rushed out of town for being, you know, for upsetting the cultural mores. Or being a dick, as they phrase it. Being a dick, that's right. Anyway, I found the alpha message over there. Alright, awesome. So we'll head over to there then. Do you not go into the mask shop? He had a whole encounter planned as well. <laughs> Roll to insult. Um, yeah. <laughs> Little Dex just pops up on your shoulder and goes, Quite going, you know you want a mask really. Go get yourself one. Little souvenir. Probably wouldn't sell, sell you one anyway. Don't know one way to find out. You can always do heat metal on their armour. That'll work. It's not any longer you're going to take root. Right, no, let, let's let's go. We can consult with Dex and make sure yeah. he's up, up yeah. for it. I promise you. Good Little devil decks on the shoulder just pounce and fall to the arms. <laughs> I, will, I will flick the imaginary decks off the shoulder. Right, uh, yeah, you guys can make your way to, towards the alchemists. It's a, a thick sort of fabric covering down down the front, uh, drooping from the awning. And it's got uh, fabric coverings down the side as well, which makes the space on the inside quite dark. You can see, we think it's lantern light on the inside, through the gaps. Hello. Hello. Lovely day, isn't it? Lovely day for potion shopping. Indeed, indeed. Uh, if, if your potion shopping is already after, then he'd like you to come in and make sure the flaps down. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Uh, you can see an elderly uh, sort of dwarf woman wearing a kind of mask you've not seen before. Silver down one side and pink down the other. That mask is a lovely colour, I must say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it brings out the colour in my eyes. It does, it does. We're in the market for a couple of health potions, if you have any in stock, and possibly some uh, ingredients to brew some. Uh, my my companion here is a bit of a is a bit of a herbalist alchemist, and uh, you know every every bit of practice helps. So. He's not staying in town for long or peddling his wares. Oh no, 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 no. He's, he's, yeah, so he's yeah, he's, he's no competition. Right, right. I was just checking. I wasn't uh, fun, funneling ingredients to. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. We wouldn't be so. We wouldn't be so brazen and so rude. Uh, right. Uh, what kind of creature or uh, race would you be feeding these healing potions to? Elves and dwarves. Elves and dwarves. Right. Yes. Uh, we have a dwarven companion. He's off shopping elsewhere. Uh, dwarf, dwarves, I can certainly help you with. Uh, elves, how, how do you feel about uh, experimental healing potions? Um, they are cheaper? As as the kiddies say these days, YOLO. <laughs> that is what the kiddies say. I'm, I'm 87, I haven't been a child in, in decades. But um, yeah, is it possible to get a, a sample sip? Yeah, of course, of course. Just to test for allergies and stuff like that, because as you say, it's experimental, and it's, we're not uh, 
not necessarily of the physiology it's designed for. So if, if anything terrible happens to us... Um, Do you need some sample damage done to yourself in order to see if it generally does what it needs to do? Just offering to help, you know. I will uh, take a dagger out and I will slice my palm open and I will... I'm, I'm going to turn to the little decks, the devil decks on my shore. It's like, we've always wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Um, <laughs> I will place an invisible mage hand in front of his face with a finger. <laughs> it's purely satisfying me. I know he's not going to see it. <laughs> so the uh, little old lady dwarf uh, turns around, picks up a uh, wooden box off the shelf at the back, blows some dust off the top, puts it down on the table, and brings out a vial with a sort of thick red goop at the bottom of it. it says, right, this one definitely works on elves, so if the other two don't work or have the opposite effect, we'll give you this one. Elves, elves, elves. Uh, and uh, you can see her go around the shelves, and uh, she adds two what look like regular healing potions together, and then divides that into two other vials. Uh, and says, I see you've already messed up your hand something for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, try sipping this one. Okay. And I will take a sip. Okay. Uh, roll percentile dice for me. 28. 28. Okay. Um, your hand feels a little funny. You look down at it, and you watch the wound knit itself closed. And then you watch your palm start to change colour. Your hand goes a bright blue. And I'll show my hand to go. Yeah. It, it, it half Ooh. works. Yeah. Well, you're not injured anymore. No. And blue is a fetching colour. I start rolling up my sleeve as far as, far as I can and see just how far the blue goes. It, it stops at your wrist. Well then, that's, uh, it's not permanent, is it? I have no idea, dearie. Well, I did experiment, didn't I? I did volunteer for this. Uh, on, on the plus side, you can now be a doppelganger in, you know, fancy dress. Fancy dress doppelganger. They are blue, right? It's a bright blue, not a sort of dark... It's it's a bright blue. It's not a it's not a dark elf. Sort no, of no, no, this no. is this is more like a woad accident. <laughs> so I look more like a water genasi than anything else. Yes. Yeah. I think I'll pass on that one. If that's all right. I'll put my glove back on, so at the very least, no one's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's fine. It's fine. We, we've got another one to tie. Um. Back to the shelves. <laughs> Mixes two of the vials again. Splits them out. These these look like regular healing potions to you. Uh, and she brings them over, uh, thinks about it for a second, and then hands you the right one. Your turn, Fandral. Uh I'm pretty sure I'm not the one that said YOLO earlier. You know, just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but you're, like, young and stuff. You've got, like, you've got a good six centuries ahead of you. He's got six centuries to lose. No, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure whatever happens will wear off in that time. Mm. Hopefully. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Why not? Okay. So what kind of uh, injury are you going to give yourself? Pardon? Uh, what kind of injury are you going to give yourself in order to get fixed? 
Uh, well, I suppose I would just burn my finger a little bit, wouldn't I? Okay. Or maybe not a finger. Uh, I'll, I'll burn the inside of my forearm a little tiny bit. Okay. Okay. Oh, actually, uh, can I make sure I'm far away from anything that looks like it might be, you know, remotely explosive? Combustible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. That's very sensible of you. Mm. Um, all right, okay, so you can sort of... Preferably in a well-aerated uh, environment as well. But it is not well ventilated in this tent. Uh, you can smell most of the potions going on in here. I just sort of open the tent to do it outside. Okay, so you can step outside the tent uh, and just singe your forearm a little bit. Um, it's a sting that you're you're familiar with, having played with fire since you were tiny. You've had accidents like that before. Hot, hot coals or grabbing something off a fire or, or just burning your mouth on bacon. or Not bacon for yourself. Not but, bacon, you know, not bacon. Yeah. Uh, very, very hot moss soup. Hot, hot fuzz. <laughs> hot fuzz, indeed. So you can step back in the tent, and uh, she's holding out a, a vial to you expectantly. I will smile and take his offer. Okay. And I shall chug. Okay. I would like a percentile roll, please. Ooh. 79. 79. Okay. Um, so you look at the burn, and it vanishes almost instantly. And if anything, you feel a little spry. Uh, she claps her hands and says, Oh, fantastic. Great. Uh, just bear with me one more. And, and she, you see her writing on the, the side of two vials in Dwarvish. Brilliant. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether that would work. Seems to have worked a treat. Great. Uh, so I can fix it up with a batch of... Uh, Ilvish uh, healing potion, and uh, I've got plenty that uh, do for the dwarves. Uh, how much uh, are you fellas looking for? I'd say it's a bottle each, I think. Two oh. for the elves, one for the dwarves. Okay, three total. I can do that. Um, if I have a little look around, can I see anything that looks remotely exciting in terms of concoctions or anything that I think would be? There are many, many concoctions, uh, and under the each sort of vial, uh, you can see a little inscription in Dwarvish. Uh, there's also a, a set of shells that don't have liquids on them. They have other sundries, dried mushrooms and various herbs and things. Anything that I suppose I could recognise? Uh, yeah, because this is still pretty close to the part of the world you grew up in, right? Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you can, you can recognise these herbs. Um, any of them that I know that I can use for either any, any potion, poison, whatever. Anything I yes. can Yes, yeah. Ev everything you know how to make, you can find the ingredients for here. Okay. I don't think I've got a current poison vial, have I? I feel like I must have used it at some point. I might see if I can just pick up a couple of bits to be able to craft one of them. Hmm. Okay. So you point out which things you need for the poison? Yeah. You see a dark expression... Well, she doesn't, you can't see her face, but her eyes narrow a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, can I, can I, not just those, I'll point at a whole, like, the ones to make the healing potion as well, shall I? Right, okay. So, like, if it's a series, so if it's like three ingredients each, I'll point at all six. Right. Um, she hands you the uh, healing ones, and then uh, she sort of stops and looks at you rather sternly. She says, I have no truck with assassins. Our task uh, from the council is to go and investigate 
the missing expedition group. There's a missing expedition group? We're expecting trouble. Ooh, my. We need to be prepared for it. And on that note, do you have anything that might aid us in this, in this uh, little hmm. expedition of our own? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, elves can already see quite well in the dark. Not as well as a dwarf, of course. Oh, of course. No, no, no. No dwarfs. Yeah, obviously. It's uh, good to know that my uh, my biology is not uh, completely missing. Yes, from what I understand, the dwarves can see, what, roughly 60 feet in darkness, yeah? Hey, hey. Elves, roughly... A little bit further if we, if we skimmed. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, elves can't squint, so we can only see the 60. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. I say that, and I say that squinting. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't notice. <laughs> um, in fact, give, give me an insight check. 23. 23. You've noticed that while she's been talking to you, um, she seems to be taking all the cues from your body language, not your facial expression. She's she's occasionally looking at your eyes, but mostly she's looking at your shoulders and maybe the tilt of your head and how you're waving your hands. You don't think she's reading your face at all. I've been dropping thieves camp the entire time. Right. Okay. Um, she's not made it obvious that that, uh, that she's understood that. If, uh, so I'm basically sort of saying, can you read this? Are you picking up on this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. She she's not replying if she can. And with that high roll, you don't think she's noticed. Um, but you do notice that she has been watching your hands and sort of shoulders, mostly. I presume this this is probably something that just stems from the fact that if everyone's wearing masks all the time, you won't be able to read yeah. much expression yeah. other than body language. Yeah. yeah. So having noticed this, I immediately start moving my body language to become more, more open, more favourable generally sort of more uh, more amenable. Okay, yeah, cool. Swing in those elvish hips. <laughs> um, right then, uh, she says, I can save you the trouble on brewing the poison. Okay. If you need it for rescuing people, but I'm not sure I follow the logic on that. Are you rescuing them from something or someone that needs uh, poison? Truth is, Truth is, we don't know. Hmm. We suspect. We suspect. Yeah. We do not know, but we suspect. But there is a missing. The expedition, expedition. broke into the Underdark. Oh, so. Uh, we're not sure of that yet. Like I said, we don't know, but we suspect. You're not sure of much, are you? That's fine. I'll ask around and find out. Won't be a problem. Ah, but yes, I can uh, certainly uh, furnish you with something important. Would be appreciated. So she comes back and she's holding a vial and a set of tongs and proffers it out towards you, Andrew. Um... Says, don't don't loosen the cork on this until you need it. In fact, if I was you, I would tie it up somewhere safe and put it in a waterproof bag. Also, don't touch the container with bare fingers. Would something like having melted candle wax around it make it a bit safer? Probably. Would you be able to sort that out here? I can provide the heat to melt it, just saying. Put some candles on it, if that's... Uh, aye, uh, tallow, fine. Yeah. She uh, reaches out with her other hand and just gives you a candle. Because I'd uh, be fascinated to see what you do with that. Sorry, she 
uh, she's still holding the thing in a, a pair of uh, tongs, and she's just handed you a, a candle with her other hand. Okay. Does she have any kind of uh, suitable bowl shape that I can melt this candle in? Or a pester or something. I can. You know what we need is a metal ladle. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. If only we had one. If only we had I think one. You find they're all sold out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Even the custom ones. <laughs> so. Um... Oh, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Place the candle on the table. In fact, what I will do is I will put mage hand under the candle. So any wax drips on mage hand, not on the table, for the sake of keeping things tidy. And then heat the candle as you sip, dip, uh, dip the vial into the wax. So the wax will melt around it. It still stay, stay relatively solid on the outside. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Right, okay. I would like an arcana check from... No, I want a sleight of hand from Vedran and a, an arcana check from Fendral to do some delicate work with flame. Oh, what? Disproportional. Okay, no, it's okay. It's okay. The the average has been dragged up. It's it's fine. So you can. Uh, I rolled a tw- twenty five yeah. on the sleight of hand. So okay. I, have, I have literally I have literally rolled three ones so far. <laughs> so even your digital dice are cursed. It's amazing. So so Fedrin, uh, um, Fendral is a little flame happy. <laughs> Like there's there's some sort of spluttering heat. You can feel the waves of heat coming off the the tiny area he was supposed to be cooking is considerably larger than it should be. Um, you can see the dwarven lady is backing off. You're having to maneuver very carefully the uh, the mage hand in order to collect all the wax and more or less nudge the vial into the right place. But you do manage it. No thanks to Fendral, you have <laughs> a sealed a wax sealed vial of poison of unspecified potency. I risk picking up the uh, the, the seal wax. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Seems legit, and I hand it to Fendral. Yep. Okay, uh, give me a percentile roll. Oh, that's better. 73. You're fine. Do I have to roll one as well? Uh, no, no. It's, okay. it's set okay, and when he grabbed it, he didn't crack anything. I will store it in my bag. Um, no, don't I have a like a like a belt thing? Like a bandolier. Is that what the nice name for it is? Okay. is it, that's the kind of thing uh, you <laughs> in the old west you'd you'd wear one of those like well, a, all, a belt. All bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had a potion bandolier. I'm, we yeah, mentioned I'm that sure way, way, way back in Fandalin, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can you can slot a, a wax wax vial into that. Awesome. Right, I will do that. So it's on my person. Okay. Good, good. So make sure you don't get hit there. Yeah. Do make a note of that in your character sheet, because I'm... I'm don't get I'm, hit. I'm... Got it. <laughs> yes. Both of those things. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I'll rely on you to keep a track of that one. Sure thing. So, unknown poison from Dwarf Lady. She says, Right. Uh, I'll uh, sort that out. Uh, place. Place. For the... Uh, Elven healing potions, I'll, I'll give you a discount on account of uh, your uh, current affliction. Lots of veteran. She would like 10 gold uh, for the two, uh, for each of the um, elven ones, and then 15 for the dwarfish. Right, so I will, I will pay for the elven ones, 
and you can hustle the uh, decks for the for the rest. I'll just pay for it. Okay. You can consider it an early birthday present or something. So, how many ingredients are you buying for? How many how many vials worth? Uh, should we just say another three? Another three. Okay. So she's going to charge you fifteen quid uh, for the ingredients. Quid must be a, must be a dwarven currency. It's a dwarven currency, that isn't it? Yeah, dwarven quid. Sorry. <laughs> she says, anything else I can help you laddies with? I think that's it. You've been very helpful. Thank you very much. I do, I do hope it goes well in uh, rescuing people from the Underdark. So do I. It probably is the Underdark, to be perfectly honest with you. Never been down there before, you see. Never really had any need to. Never really wanted to. I've been once. Oh, yeah. Uh, collecting mushrooms. Oh, long time ago. I was a much younger girl. Special type of mushrooms down there? Yeah. <laughs> They're the sort that send you to space. What space? Sort of beyond the world. I couldn't possibly comment on that. Of course you couldn't. Of course you couldn't. That's fine. But uh, yes, space mushrooms. <sighs> Fun. Okay, I think, it's, I think it's time to leave, Bedrin. <laughs> Come on, it's the first time I've had a, had a conversation oh, with, another, with another with another traveller beyond to beyond the realms. <laughs> um, you see in Thieves' Cant, she says, mushrooms? Question mark. And I will ver- do a variation on on the symbol, uh, sort of indicate my kinid. You see her tilt her head a little bit, and then say, "It's rough, Thieves' Cant. It's not it's not clean." You think she only knows a few phrases. And uh, she says, mushrooms, question mark. I go, mushrooms, exclamation mark. Right, OK. <laughs> and she goes, well, I mean, there's, there might be some other things I can help you fellas out with. Um, pointy fellow, if you'd like to come over here and have a look at some of these ingredients. I'll I, I tell you what. I will, you know, very, very obviously look behind me sideways. And I flash the mic and it's falling. Oh, right. Okay. You just see the eyes go wide behind the mask. I thought you wanted some hallucinogenics. I didn't realize you had a little baby mic in it. Surreal stuff right there. What is it? What is it? What does he do? And then she like reaches a finger out and starts tickling him. He He's shedding spores all over the place at this point. <laughs> I sort of waft them in her direction. <laughs> it allows it allows us to communicate visually, a visual representation of a single emotion and a single word. So if he would have his spores, I would have mine, we could communicate. Sort of clever stuff. And she says, now that I've sniffed these, you can read my mind? Send her an aubergine emoji. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> you get back a blue thumbs up. <laughs> I, I had that coming. I had that coming. <laughs> yeah, she chuckles. That is, that is a very special little boy, isn't it? It's a very special wee little boy. <laughs> and I will feed him a tiny little piece of jerky. He goes, ooh, he's carnivorous. See that coming? Huh. And all that protein helps with the bone power, doesn't it? That's all I'm told. Wait, wait, uh, one, one moment. And, and she bustles out the back. 
and then she comes back um, with just a bag stuffed with stuff. Um, she hands it to Fendral. Says, um, "A little fellow might enjoy uh, a more varied diet." That is very kind of you. Been a faithful companion of ours for quite some time. Well, I uh, do do bring him by again and say hello. Of course. Say bye bye. Bye-bye. And I tuck him back in. Out of curiosity, if, if I happen to stumble across any of these mushrooms, would you like me to bring some back for you? Uh, she says, that would be worth something. Yes. I can I can show you. She reaches up on the shelf behind the counter, brings down a large book, uh, and starts flicking through it. And uh, you can see quite a lot of dwarven script in there, but there's also pictures. So she shows one to you, which is, it looks like a, almost like a mass of hair, like black hair growing out of a, a white stump. Which is hair? If you can find this. I'll keep an eye out. Out of curiosity, if I do a history check, would I be familiar with that? Have I ever? Uh, you you can certainly try. I might have rolled a nature check to be perfectly honest with you. Well, he's, he's trying to recall training. Oh, yeah. And has rolled a one. A one. <laughs> I think you should switch to physical dice because you. Um, how many rolls is that? Four, four ones. I've four ones in a row. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's some quite. That's some quite. Quite yeah. powerful odds. That. Yeah, that. yeah. Send your your dice need to go to dice jail. <laughs> you need to get some physical dice going. I think. It might be nothing but nat twenties once we're in combat though. So that's know. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's that's yeah. what we're doing right now, Dex. Yeah. yeah. You're getting all the dirty rolls out of the way. Yep. Yeah. He'd be critting himself all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Making a right mess. Yeah. Yeah. So you've you've made a friend. So I can remember what the mushroom looks like, but nothing beyond that. Okay. Yeah. You don't think you've actually seen this mushroom before. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good picture. Of, it's it's quite detailed. So you think you'll be able to recognise it. So as we sort of say our farewells and stuff like this, I'll turn to Fender and I say, I think we've just agreed to become uh, drug dealers. Oh, okay. Well, at least suppliers, I think. Well, I mean, this can be added to our other accolades. You know, yeah. we've murdered several things. We've stolen goods from dead people. Yeah. We've insulted gods. This well, is at least well, one of us. Is one of us. Those. Yeah, yeah. The rest of us aren't quite so stupid to do that. No, quite. No, this is exciting. I've burned down any windmills yet? Do <laughs> 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 So the only one who hasn't really offended people or burnt down property is a career criminal. Who chops off testicles as trophies. He's terrified people. You, yeah, yeah, you, you have threatened to mutilate unarmed yes. prisoners, this is to be fair. Threatened. Threatened. <laughs> you, you have drawn blood from those prisoners. Yeah. Mm, that was entirely accidental. I did aim to miss. <laughs> <laughs> They reconsidered their life choices after that. And oh well, didn't they? Didn't they run off back to the hideout anyway? And got blatted by us about in the end anyway. Oh, quite possibly. Yes. Yeah. Fuck them. Anyway, Dex walks up. Hey guys, look, I brought all the ladles in town. <laughs> I look at Fendral and I think to myself, where was he five minutes ago? Dex, <laughs> you can you can see that uh, Fendral has a large lump of wax stuck to his front. Oh, and you owe Fendral about, what was it, 25, no, 25 gold? No, it's fine. No? You sure? No, I've no. covered it, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. 
aren't you a good-natured young man? We were trying to figure out if it'd be worth uh, trying to get a mask for you so you can blend in Ooh. or blend out more easily if you start getting pursued by people. Well, that's actually not a bad idea. I mean, I don't know, this is this sketchy couple walked up when I was buying the ladles and they were said they were buying a ladle as well and naturally they got a bit suspicious and they got that close to like doing heat metal on one of them. But thankfully, I, I didn't quite come to that. But yeah, I just, I'm a little bit nervous. This whole place is making really paranoid, isn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. It's because you can't see the faces. You can read a lot from a face. It's, it's hard to read it when they've got masks on. So, aye, I'm down with getting a mask. Yes, I think a mask. And maybe just some sort of, uh, I don't know, just jacket or hide or something you can just throw over yourself if, if you kind of just dash off into the crowd or something. Yeah. Well, if, if maybe the mask shop would sell like a, a poncho or something. I should go for the silver one, I suppose, because it's kind of divine magic that I use now. Well, I do do a little bit of like the traditional arcane sort from the Arangian days. I'm sure they'll let you have whatever kind of mask you want. Well, maybe. Maybe maybe there's like a questionnaire or something. And, you know. I don't know. We'll point out the mask shop anyway. I head over to the mask shop. But uh, I think Fendral and I will should hang back a little bit to make mm. it look like it was an our idea. So, Dex, you can see uh, there is a shop, and uh, it has a, a white mask hung below the sign. Uh, but the sign at the top says, masks decorated here. Oh, decorated? Do they actually look like they sell masks? Oh, right, so you buy a white mask and then they, they colour it for you, so... You'd have to go in and mask Right, well, I should go and do that. Is there a door, or is it just like a, a, an awning or something? Uh, this one's a, a short awning, but it is in front of the building because this is sort of the end of the more rickety market area, getting towards uh, shop end of. Uh, it's dwarven yeah. construction. It's not rickety. It's wood, and not their primary building material. They're more more stone types, and the. Uh... Be, it'll be sturdy. It's not. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nothing is falling over, but uh, these these are buildings rather than stalls. It's functional, right? Right. Okay. Well, I'll go up and knock on the door. Short, even for a dwarf, uh, man uh, opens the door. Hello. Can I help you? Hey there, I'm in the market for a mask, actually. Is this the right place? I can certainly help you with uh, decorating on. Have you made yourself one? Oh, right. Actually, no. I'm not super skilled with that, that kind of craftsmanship. I'm more of an alchemist. I see. Do you have, like, a basic one? I could just, like, a, you know, a beginner's kind of one. I mean, not for an adult. I see. Uh, I mean, children get given their masks if they need to be out and about, but um, most, most uh, grown dwarves make their own. I see. Uh, but I can see, I can have a look out back and see if I can find a particularly fat child's mask. <laughs> I see, alright. <laughs> you don't just have like a display model or something I can perhaps borrow? Possibly. But bear with me one second. All right. It's just a very fat child turned up and I'd taken his mask and feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you see him walk back and then you see him come back out and he's holding a ladder. And then you see him go out the front and you hear him go up the ladder. And then he comes back down with a rather weather-worn white mask. Ah. And he says... It's the only adult one I've got on hand. Well, it looks alright. Can I see if it fits my face? 
it's a it's a good fit. Ah, perfect. It just um, needs a bit of decorating. Smells a little bit odd. I imagine it's covered in bird shit by now. You might want to give that a bit of a wash before it, you put it near your nose again. Well, do you not do that as part of it? Uh, like, better go over here. I'll, I'll, I'll sort this out. It's fine. We'll, we'll sand it down. It'll be all right. It's a wooden one after all. And, uh, he starts starts working on that, and while he's working on it on, on a bench towards the back, uh, he just starts talking to you. So you, you're new in town? Hi, I, I am. What, what family do you hail from? Um, I'm from the, the Longbeards. We're up from north in the winter. Ah, northern Aye. How are you finding the fish around here? Oh, it's very nice, very nice. Best I've tasted. That is the correct answer. Uh, do you find some bedroom and friends will sit on your shoulders laughing their asses off before popping out of the distance? <laughs> I just like, coy. <laughs> so what brings you to the uh, so-called Thornhold? Well, uh, God kind of requested to come here. Apparently they, they need some help with one of their expeditions. What expeditions? What kind of help are you providing? Uh, we provide logistical services. Logistics? Right, so that's uh, moving stuff, right? Aye, that's right. Let's see why you'd be wanting a mask then. Aye. Make for locals and all. Well, yeah, I feel like every other dwarf's wearing them here. I just want to, you know, not stick out like a sort of them. Aye, aye. I mean, your travel companion makes that a little obvious, but... Uh, Oh, you've seen those two, have you? I well. I meant the bloody great wolf is stood next to Oh! Well, you, you can't put a mask on him. Uh, believe me, you tried in the past, he makes a right fuss about it. I can imagine. He walks over and starts rubbing him between the ears. You, know, you, don't, you, don't want a, you don't want a mask, do you? How does Wolfie respond to that? Uh, Wolfie Troy just nuzzles into it. Like, right, okay. okay. He's, he's, he's all about the, the petting. Cool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's come a long way since his beginnings, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He's, he's been trying to eat the dwarf. It's, it's progress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mask is uh, sanded off. It's just down to a plain, plain good mask now. He says, "Right, uh, would you like the input or would you like the mystical version?" Uh, I mean, I was thinking. It's, it's your choice, or we could have it choose for you. Oh, well, let it choose for me. That sounds exciting. Right. Okay. Uh, there is a charge for this service. That's fine. That's fine. How much were you talking? Yes, it's like five gold. Oh, no, that's fine, that's fine. Okay, um, uh, can you put your fingers in your... In fact, never mind, it's, it's fine. Fingers in your ears are just... On, on. Well, I'm glad he finished that sentence then. I'm most curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, fingers in your ears, if you would. Alrighty. Martha! Martha! Cl- client! With the, yeah, no, properly. Aye. Makes a potion. Take the, the things out of yours. Yep. This is fine. My, my uh, significant other of the down shortly. All right, okay. Uh, you see, a, again, a very short dwarf lady. These two are obviously a matched pair. Aye. I mean, even for dwarves, these, these people are very short. They're like sort of gnome size. A, a little bit bigger than a gnome, but okay. considerably wider. I mean, they're still dwarf build. Aye, uh, aye. Them, but um, they're, you're, you're almost a head taller than him. Uh, she comes over holding a, a stone bowl full with water, plonks it on a bench, and then gets a candle and uh, what looks like a stick of metal and uh, embeds them in sand piles next to the bowl. It says, uh, right, um, 
It's going to get a little bit loud, a little bit warm. Alrighty. But I need you to keep your face over the water for me. Okay. It's I, I've, I've been cooked by my friend quite a few times at this point, so I'm a bit used to <sighs> that. So. You'll be fine then. Hold your face like this. Alright. Look in the water. Okay. And then tell me what you see. Alrighty. At the moment, you just see your own reflection. Right, I can see a very handsome dwarf looking back at me. <laughs> yeah, you can. I, I mean, it, it, nothing, dear. It's fine. It's fine. And she lights the candle, and then uh, she touches the metal stick to the candle, and suddenly there's just silver sparks. Uh, oh, that's pretty. Flying out the top of the the stick. Um, it's you can feel tiny little burns happening on the side of your face that's near the stick. And she says, "Just uh, bear with it. Bear with it. It's not going to set fire to my beard, is it?" Uh, not immediately. You'll be fine. Oh, uh, if it comes to that, you just dunk your face in the water. All right. It says, woman, a beard is an important thing. It is. I know, I know. Do it properly, you said. Properly. This is proper. Anyway, look, look at the water. Look at the water. I, 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 I am. You see the reflection of your face, and you see the side with the candle get brighter. And then you see the side with the silver sparks get brighter. In the end, you have something like uh, a sinuous line down the middle, and a bright white side, and a bright silver side. Ah, alrighty. I guess I describe that back to him then. She says, no colour at all. I was expecting... Oh, here we go, here we go. Um, You see the left side go grey. It's more of a shade than a colour. Hey. Yeah, we can do that, though. All right. So it's what? Silver and grey? Silver and grey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Perfect. Uh, you notice that there's a small yellow ring around the centre of the grey patch. Ah, alrighty. Makes you look like your fairy companion on the one side. <laughs> yeah, it does a lot. I haven't got his scar, though. <laughs> yeah, we could always embellish. Yeah. That'd be nice, actually. Play flat. Yeah, you take your face away before your beard catches on fire. Ah, all right, yeah, that's true. Ooh, I'll just pat, pat the beard frantically. <laughs> you can smell a tiny bit of burnt hair, but it doesn't oh, seem to have affected the shape. <sighs> Not good for that again. Uh, she says, if you call back in... Uh, how are you doing on the, on the, the orders? The fat kid, yeah. <laughs> no. All right, uh, it'll be at least two or three hours before, uh, before your... Uh, Mask makes it to the front of the queue, if it is. But uh, deposit a couple of gold. Uh, we'll have this. Uh, obviously, it's been cleaned up already. I don't mind paying a little bit extra if we can speed that up a little bit. Can, I can certainly arrange that. I can't, can't we? Yes, we can. We can. Fat kid, all we? Um, we're not. We're not fat shaming anyone. All bodies are beautiful. It's. <laughs> it's. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. Sorry, I was leaning into that too much just because one, one of the guys was joking. It was, uh, it's yeah. fine. It's, um, yeah. It was just, you know, it's mostly kids that that have um, pre-made masks. Everyone else makes their own, so... He's, yep. he's using the one off the sign. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... You reckon about three hours. Or she reckons about three hours, and... Uh, and your mask will be ready. Well, is, is that with the, the, the little extra bit of gold to speed things up? I'll, I'll, it's fine, I'll take him out back, I'll slap him around the end until he bends the damn thing. So what's the total I'm going to owe you? All the, uh, the grease is ten gold. Right. And the actual painting is, is five. Right, so fifteen. 
maybe call it 17-18 as it's a little bit of a rush job. No, that's what the Gadis is for. Oh, I'm sorry. So 15, all right. What? Well, if you want to play 18, I'm not going to stop you from doing that, love. Well, I have taken the sign of your shot, which I suppose you need to replace. Uh, yes, I'll give you 18. I'll give you 18. I don't need 20 gold, it's no problem. Oh, excuse me? You took the sign off my shot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Fine. All right, 20 gold. There you go. I'll just pay you. Pleasure doing business with you. All right, and I'll, I'll see you in a couple of hours. Go oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, uh, where are you staying about? Uh, the, the fishing tackle. Fishing tackle. Uh, I'll have it delivered. Ah, oh, thank you. I just wander out and try and find the other guys. I assume they're just waiting outside, yeah, giggling, just, possibly. Just <laughs> sat down somewhere, and you know, uh, veteran's got his got his pipe out, and he's just kind of like people watching. I mean, there's a there's a stall selling uh, smoked fish just over the way, so you could you could, and they've got little benches. So I so I've got like a kipper sub, and my pipe, um, and I'm sure Fendral is is rummaging around through that bag of stuff. The, the alchemist baby. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some dried mushrooms and. The... Yeah, it's picking stuff out like bag of crystals and crystal magic. I don't know what are you doing, Pendle? I was uh, probably going to be just doing my magpie thing and just nosying at people's shop windows. That is. Uh, for 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 shiny things or interesting things. You could do literal magpie and go around and take people's shiny <laughs> things. <laughs>
the throng, and um, you've. Give me who, who? What's the marching order? How, how are you? How are you walking through with your very large wolf and two companions? I guess Dex is up front, and those guys are in the back, presumably like licking fingers and chatting, spoiling. Okay. You guys are going to have to meet some sprites or something at some point, just so I can bring that voice out more often. <laughs> that would be brilliant. That's part of the There is that Feywild book coming out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Adventures in the Feywild would be cool. It'll be some plot for Vedran. Remind me, we only heard about the that Feywild beast in the Mirror of Dead Men, didn't we? We didn't actually see it. I'm pretty sure... As I recall, I spotted something. Vedran spotted something while he was water walking out on the marshes. I don't know if he saw it a hundred percent, but I know he saw something. Mm. But as in, we didn't. We definitely didn't engage it and try and find. No 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 no, 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 no. No, that would have ended the campaign pretty fucking quick, I should imagine. <laughs> and you did. You did meet a denizen of the Feywild. Remember, long time ago. Um, Fendral was having. A bad day. He'd been abducted by twig blights and buried up to his neck. To oh, that's mulch. right. That's right. And uh, you met a uh, satyr. I think that's right. Yes. yes, that's right. Yes. yes. As I recall, he was a bit of a prick. Yeah, he was. He wasn't a prick so much as his his idea of how the world should be was very different to yours. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so a prick then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not intentionally. It's it's. Like a cultural differences. <laughs> he was a manufactured prick. Yeah, yeah. A trickster prickster. Yeah. He was a, yeah. yeah, he was a cultural cultural trickster prickster. Yeah. Right. So, what are we doing? Uh, eating subs. Eating subs <laughs> on the way back to the fishing temple. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so you can make your way around the uh, tight pack streets. And uh, past the buildings that are sort of nestled up against the walls, and you can uh, approach the uh, fish and tackle. Um, as you approach, uh, you notice it's pretty obvious there are two dwarves who seem to be standing outside the door um, looking for someone. Hmm. Do you reckon they're looking for us already? Probably. Should we go around the back? Actually, I'm going to go check on the cart. Well, that's a good idea. Yes. Just Would on it the be would it be worth one of us holding the real ladle, by the way, rather than you? No. Yeah, you're welcome to take some of the five ladles I brought, though. I was going to attach one on the back, pack, I'm going to stick one inside it, I'm going to keep the real ladle, like, under my armour, like, up, up against my body. And, yeah, you guys, if you want to take a ladle each. Yeah, fine. I don't mind. There you go, and I just take your pick. And I will stuff in my backpack. There you go. Now we all have our own ladles. Does this technically make us your disciples? I don't think so. Just be very careful if we go anywhere with, like, Velociraptors. You know, I think that's the first time you said anything that genuinely confused me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Jurassic Park, the kitchen it. scene, the kid knocking the ladle off the... Oh, thing yeah, ding, 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 ding. Oh. Yeah, but they use, the, they use the ladle to attract the Velociraptor. They Are do, they? but they knock it off the shelf first when they're hiding. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that, was it both ladles? I think it was both ladles, wasn't it? Yeah. So the ladle, the ladle giveth and it taketh away. <laughs> That's... 
Right, well, I'm going to go around the back as well, because if they're looking for anyone, they'll be looking for me, so... Right. Uh, are you just going to stroll up to the stables, veteran? I don't see why not. I am just a visitor checking on his gear. Um, you see the, the young dwarf lad bounces out again with his uh, wooden mask. Hello again. Hello. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just going to go have a quick peek, nose around in the, in the cart. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, I've got you in stall three. Lovely, thank you very much. So I'm going to check the cart. He sort of hangs back and watches you. Can I just go up to him? It's like, all right, lad. Has anyone been like paying any attention to our cart at all? Yeah, yeah, then. A couple of fellas come by earlier. Uh, they were supposed to be staying in the pub, but they hung around a bit long. Is, is that what you mean? Uh, you can give me a brief description of them. Well, one was a uh, uh, commerce white, and the other was uh, uh, a sort of mage. Does, does that description sound like what the two we saw outside the front door of the park? Uh, yes. Uh -huh. did, did they have any ladles on them? Uh, ladles? Not that I saw. Are they chefs? No, oh, no, just checking. Just checking. No reason. You expecting cooks? You're always expecting cooks. Of course. There's too many spoiled broth. Aye. Aye. My ma says the same thing. Aye. Right, well, should we go in and order ourselves some beer and some... some more? Oh, we've just had fish. Or just some beer. Beer would be fine. Uh, they've they've got special bread on at the moment. Oh, special bread. Very nice. Do you want me to roll an investigation check for searching the car? Yeah. Oh, I'll give the little kid, like, another silver. There you go. Just for your, uh, your diligent service. Uh, it disappears when, when he grabs it. He does something, and the coin vanishes. So it's 13 in our investigation. 13, right. Are you checking where you hid the scale yes. under the piles? Yep. Yes. Sort of, you know, pretending to rummage around looking for something, and then subtly just peeking where I hid the scales. Okay, they are still there. Right, the other two of you, where, where are you standing in relation to the entrance to the pub? Well, we've got, I've gone around the back. You've gone so, around yeah. the back with, with Veteran to have a look at the, the cart, so yeah. both of you did, yeah. Alrighty, I'll hop down from the cart. Thank you, young man, for keeping such a vigil. Aye. Did you, did you hear what we said just now about those, those two that we saw at the front, apparently it's the same one's been hanging around the back as well? We did. What do you want to do? Should you go, like, confront them, or do you just want to, like, ignore them and just go in? I think what we'll do is we'll play it cool, pretend like... We don't know that that we, we don't suspect a thing. And if they try anything, then we'll uh, deal with it appropriately. Alrighty. These might just be the emissaries to tell us that the expedition's ready. Precisely. Yeah. I'm... We've not been that long, have we? You've you've been about half an hour. You were wandering around trying to find shops. Mm. You were shopping for potions. You had your mask magically <laughs> described to you in a little. I I suppose that took a little bit of time. Yeah. I mean, even so, I mean, in this back, it's only going to take half an hour to, like, get us again. It seems a bit, you know, you just be in, like, your secondary third beer at this point. Suffice to say, we don't know. So let's see how things play out. Yes. But be prepared for trouble if, if trouble arrives. I'm always prepared for trouble. <laughs> Except when you low, roll low initiative. I am always prepared. Brackets, he was not prepared. <laughs> exactly. 
quote to go on his tombstone, <laughs> isn't it? One of many. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared. So with that, I'm going to start marching back round to the front and just walk straight past the two guys. Hey, they're not there. Ah. I'm just going to go through the back. There's no point keep looping around the damn building. Okay. Fendral makes his way around the front. That's fine. Uh, you don't see the uh, two dwarves there. The uh, the white and the mage. Next, there is a back door, but it is currently shut. You'd have to try it to find out whether it's locked. Uh, Vedran. Uh, Vedran, what are you... You going around the front? I know. I, I was, uh, I was uh, following Fendral around the front. All oh, right. Well, I'll try the back door. Why not? If it's locked, I'll just go around the front, I guess. Um, it's not locked. Ah, there we go. I'll let myself in. Okay. Uh, you can go in. Uh, you see a rather startled uh, serving lady. Oh, I'm sorry to dis- disturb you. Was that unlocked? Aye, it was. Hmm. Sorry, I was just checking on the car. Uh, I'm just coming back in. Guests, guests around the front. If you uh, just follow follow the hall up and turn turn left when you get to the the end. Aye, of course. Sorry. See her bustling with a key ring on her uh, waist. She goes up to the door and locks it and gives it a stern look as if to say, stay locked, you fucker. Um, <laughs> puts the keys back on the waist and carries on carrying a basket of linen. Oh, I had the bread. It's very good today, by the way. What, what's all? Oh, she's, there's some sort of twisted fancy thing. I, I don't understand it myself. It smells good, though. Sounds nice. Like plaited. Like like a like nice braid, but made out of bread. This fancy foreign ideas. I don't hold much for that. Bar keeps all excited about it anyway. Oh, wonderful! Sorry. Ah, <clears throat> there is a lovely twisted bread that you may try. Aye, right. Thank you. Yes. That's what they said to say this morning. All right. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry to disturb you. I'll, I'll just make my way, follow the instructions she gave me, and fall back out into the. If you see anybody messing with the doors? Just tell the bar staff. Ah, of course, of course. Fendral and Vedran, uh, you make it in through the front, and you can see that most of the wreckage from the um, scuffle earlier today has all been straightened out. It appears that the same tables have been put back where they were. You can see now why they are built so sturdily. They survived a thunderwave attack from the bartender and smashed into the wall with little to no damage. It was a mess, but not a broken mess, apparently. Um, so yeah, everything's been strained out. We'll go find uh, somewhere to sit. Okay. If we cast an eye around the inside of the pub, we don't see those two. Give me uh, perception checks, please. 24. That's very perceptive. Yeah, let's go with his 24. But it's still a 20. That's. I know, I was well proud of myself. That's good. So both both of you are top twenties. So that's. Do you want one uh, for Dex as well as he's one? Uh, if you if you're just making it into the comment room, yeah. Hey, hey. That's possible. That's a sixteen. So all all three of you do notice that the two you saw outside earlier are sat up on the upper balcony where the mages who kicked off earlier were. Of course they are. Troublemaker seats in it. Ah, it seems so. Maybe we should be up there ourselves. Nah, best not to be too conspicuous. Well, we're pretty conspicuous. Any more than we already are. Hey, your buddy literally has ebony black antlers sticking out the top of his head. I ride a giant freaking wolf with me. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a large wolf. And none of us are wearing masks, which is what only makes us stand out. 
he might be unusual looking, but any but unusual behaviour usually mm. for people. So yes. Yes. keep your behaviour above board. Ah, oh, we're so screwed. Well, I'm going to go order myself some ale because that's normal behaviour. I think I need to try this bread. Yeah, get us a loaf of that bread. It's oh, right. Apparently it's plated. It sounded very nice. Mm. Let's walk up to the bar and can I get three ales, please, and some of that plated special bread that you got on? Barman says, uh, I'll get somebody sent over to your table. Which one are you picking? Oh, I've got uh, Are we just over there? I'll just gesture over to the two elves. Uh, top corner, five. Okay. Oh, if you've, if you've got any like meaty bits, like a bone or anything, I can give them a, a wolf here. It's a bit peckish. He looks like he's wasting away there. Aye, I can, I can. He's not wasting away. He's lean, but he would appreciate it, wouldn't you, boy? You just ruffle his fur. All right then, I'll just wander back and join my companions. Right then. Uh, so yeah, you can make your way over to table five, which is the fifth table towards the left as you come in through the door. Right, this is table five. Oh yes, look, you can see there's, there's like a, a dwarven maroon there for number five. Who knew? I didn't. I don't speak dwarvish, nor can I read it. You could have kidding me. We did quite a good job back there in the in the, in the council chamber. I was just mimicking what I heard, maybe. It wasn't too bad. It was understandable. Well, well, maybe, maybe you can start teaching some basic phrases. It might not be a terrible idea. All right, I can I can teach you some basic phrases now if you like. All right then. Start start with "Don't be a dick." I yeah. Say that in. Uh, yeah, that'll be a handy one to use. That might be actually quite useful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just see somebody shouting at you in dwarvish, you just go, "Don't be a dick." <laughs> I'll just say, I'll try and speak very slowly and enunciate all of the the various syllables. Don't be a dick. Like that. Do you want us to roll performance to try and mimic? <laughs> Okay, so if you roll well, I want you to say it well. If you roll badly, I want you to say gibberish. The most inventive gibberish you can. 13? 13. Okay, that's reasonable. You can get one word wrong. Five. Okay, Dave, I want total gibberish, Fendral, from you. Hey, what was that? That sounded like a whistle or something. Sounded great to me. Oh, okay, let me, let me try. Let me try. Don't be a duck. I, that's close. You're almost there. Duke. Duke. Dick. Almost. Yeah, you had it that time. Deck. 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 Don't no. be a deck. Uh, you you kind of had it and then you lost it again. I will, we'll, we'll, we'll practice some more. You got the don't be bear. All right. You can say don't be to things. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that will make a lot of sense yeah. in the middle of a heated conversation. Yeah, when someone's bartering for gold or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You could just trail off like you were going to see something else and then they can imagine whatever offensive word you're going to say to them. So if they get offended, it's their own fault. Or you could make like a gesture, perhaps. You know. Or you know, you could just try again. I mean, you, yeah, as I say, you had it one time. I'm, I'm interested to sort of expand my horizon. So whenever we've got some spare time, Hey, right, well, maybe you can teach me a few words of Elvish. And... Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, shall I, shall I tell you how to say it in Elvish? Well, don't be a dick in Elvish. Hey, yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it. It's uh, it's don't be a dick. All right. Do <laughs> 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 performance then? Yeah. <laughs> That's a nat one. All right. Okay. So I want total gibberish. 
Spot on. That was any elf will completely understand what you've just said there. Oh, all right. Just oh. keep keep saying it exactly like you are. All right. I feel I feel like I should have put more emphasis on that bit of it, but you know. If if I was the DM, I'd ask him for a deception check. <laughs> just just saying. Just saying. Oh, no, I'm I'm living that. Hey, uh, waitress arrives. That's not the same one that was carrying the linen earlier. So just... Hello. Uh, so three ales. Uh, bartender tells me you need, and uh, we have some lovely twisted herb bread. Herby, lovely. Excuse me. That that'll be the fish I had earlier. Sorry. It certainly smells like fish. Jesus. So interested in in the bread? I would like three ales and three bread. Bread, ale, and uh, we have a number of uh, sauces to go with the bread. Oh, right. What sauces have you got? Uh, fish paste. Uh, we've got something that's um, spicy. And we have something that's more spicy. I'll do an excited, happy clap and go for the more spicy. I'll go for the regular spicy one. Okay. So one regular, one hot. And uh, you, sir? I'll just have butter if that's all right. That's a bit mayonnaise. Don't you fucking dare. So you need to hide it inside so you can't put it in there. He whispers. <laughs> I mean, you could whisper it in Dwarfish. That's a good idea. I, I whisper it in Dwarfish. That's totally what I did. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, she winks at you. It's, yeah, it's, it's fine, Dex. You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment, lads. And uh, toggles off. Which uh, way are you guys facing in the pub? It's a, it's a round table, the one you sat at. Sort of outer side, looking inward so we can see the back. Right, okay. I'm probably the ignorant one that's happily got his back to the whole pub. Okay. Yeah, Dex is very much on guard, so you'll probably be like trying to keep an eye on the front door. And if you can also see the balcony, like if you can sit in such a way, then definitely there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of more or less over the top of the sort of. Uh, and shop. are they directly above where we are, or are we kind of. Over no, the... no, though. So you're. So this is the pub. You've come in through the door and gone this way and we're sat over in this corner. Uh, there's a set of stairs going up and then the balcony down in the far corner. And it's more or less as far away as you can get inside the pub. It's, I'm well confused the about the layout now, to be honest with you, but okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll... So you can you can see the, the balcony floor and the, the banister leading up to it. Okay. And you can see the two guys. Uh, well, you can see the one guy sat up there. Right. And okay. the other one isn't sat there. Oh. So the mage is still up there. Uh, the guy with the white mask, you can't see up there anymore. Oh, let's get around, do not he, those two? Uh, you spot him walking across the floor towards you guys. Ah, not a moment's peace. He walks up and sort of politely coughs uh, behind Fendel. <clears throat> Afternoon. Afternoon. I uh, hear that you fellas have been in to see the council. Aye. Uh, do you mind if I sit with you for a few minutes? Yes, go on, go ahead. Ah, brilliant. Drags over another chair, plonks himself down. Oh, fantastic. Um, have you been introduced to the various guilds of town? Uh, not formally, no. I'm from the Commerce Guild. I could see it from the, the colours and your mask. Ah, very good, very good. Uh, specifically, um, my business is trading and information. I see. Is there anything you would like to trade? given that you've been in the senior council. Well, we're just here to provide logistical support to the expedition that's uh, gone off. 
So the expeditions are still going to hit them. Fantastic. I think you've just given him something of value for free. I don't think I've told him anything particularly. In fact, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about these expeditions? We didn't, they didn't really explain that much to us, to be honest with you. But we're supposed to be heading off later today. Now, I am a businessman and I trade in knowledge, so if you tell me something, and you have, I will tell you something and we will continue in kind. All right. It's a good deal. I suppose. There are expeditions. They are going under the ground north. I see. Well, we come from up north, so that's confident. They are going a long way north. Right. Like up towards... Have a method of travel that is unusual. Oh, really? Right. We're talking like magical? Maybe. I'm going to side eye Vedran and just hope that it's not a car. It doesn't have caterpillar tracks or anything on it, does it? Maybe. Is there anything else you'd like to let me know? Vedran at this point is just watching this guy like a hawk. <laughs> Not just because of the cat benefits, but also kind of trying to read body language and basically trying to... Can I keep an eye on the mage up at the top? You'd have to turn around to do that, Fendral. Uh, oh, well, if the guy's sat at the table, I might have kind of shimmied my chair around a little Okay, okay, so you, you want to make it all look all natural-like. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, dial it out. Yeah, 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 you can, you can see the guy um, sat up top. He's just leaning his head on one hand, uh, sort of watching your table. Um, he's not being coy about it. I'm just going to say, we, we, we heard a bit of a rumour we were just asking a few questions around the mark. Um, some people think that maybe they've, like, tunneled a little bit too deep. Maybe they've hit, you know, what's underneath. I, uh, I heard they were going more sideways. Aye, well, everyone tries to go sideways and then... Sideways in the sort of northerly direction. Aye. Towards a certain currently dormant mountain. I'm not talking about the one up there. No, that's too far. That's way too far. No, they never went to Like shore. I said, they have an unusual method of transport. That's hundreds of miles. Even so. What was the purpose? Uh, the raw materials. There's certain interesting things in that part of the world. Of course they are. Mithril. I mean, there's a whole... Well, the Mithril fella. There might be, but I mean, I remember my... I mean, I'm, I'm from that neck of the, the woods. I remember my old telling me the stories of the Great Dwarven City that used to be under there, but I mean... Aye. After the eruption and stuff that nearly, like, wiped out... Never looked at I all mages are convinced, and have convinced the uh, Commerce Guild, that the uh, risk is worth it. Oh boy. Maybe getting ourselves in a little bit over our heads here, lads. Not for the first time. But, uh... I want to inside check this guy. Okay. Um, he is wearing a mask, so it's going to be difficult. But I'm aware of reading body language. You are, yeah. Which is why I'm not giving you disadvantage. I'm just saying that it I'm, is going to be difficult. I'm, I'm glad, yes. It'll be difficult, 12. 12 is not enough. You think he's not being openly deceptive. Although you do get the impression that maybe he's trying to get more information out of you than you're intentionally letting slip. <sighs> I don't know. They must have a portal or something, right? I mean, how else could you travel that far? I mean, there's a long, sodden way from here. I mean, we should know because we've done it on horseback just now. And we weren't travelling from as far as Neverwinter. We were just coming from Fandal and we were just like halfway down, anyway. Right. Oh, I've never travelled by portal before. That's quite exciting. 
might be portal, might be something else. Something else. Either do you guys think of anything else that lets you travel like a great distance very quickly? I know of one technique, but it's exclusive to druids. Excellent. Uh, do tell. Uh, you portal via tree, don't you? Yes. Uh, a tree step. I believe in what it's uh, what it's called. Very handy ability if you're in a, a forest made of the same kind of tree. Well, that's that's my only theory for travelling great distances quickly. Uh, what about? I mean, we we met that river of slowing time. Is there one that speeds you up? That's like privileged information that you don't necessarily need to go sharing with strangers in the role. And you fellas have made a little bit of a splash in the world somewhere near Neverwinter, but not actually in Neverwinter. Is that right? Well, you know, when the museum's open, you'll be able to read all about it. Museums. Yeah. Interesting. You'll be able to get a tea towel with our faces on. It'll be lovely. Ah, so, commerce. Commerce of air folk. I do enjoy. Well, everything's so expensive when you're an adventurer. You get armor, your weapons, your potions. You need to earn coin or you don't get anywhere or you just die. Okay, so you, you're open to earning coin now? Well, of course we are. Okay. I do, well, I do feel like we've just been read our rights and we refused the right to silence when we really should have just taken that. <laughs> Dex refused that, right? <laughs> Dex is just a talkative fellow tonight, my friend, sorry. <laughs> okay, so at this point, the uh, the waitress turns up with the bread and ale. Uh, she says, oh, uh, one more? And she says, no, 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 I've got a uh, table upstairs. I'll be heading back there in a moment, Bobby. So the fellow says, um, right, lads, uh, perhaps trading directly for information is a little... Uh, blunted me. Uh, if the coin is what you prefer, I can simply pay you directly for what you. Well, we don't know much of anything at this point, to be fair. How about what you might know in the future? What we might know in the future? Aye, that's. Well, if the other my two companions agree, then. That is a that is a gamble on your part. So. Aye, I um have friends in the Mage Guild who understand the transport and the raw materials that are uh, coming back, but but other issues. And I would like, we would like more than second-hand information about what's going on there. Currently, we're getting filtered answers from the council. What things have you heard from the council? Delays, problems, unspecified accidents. Sounds like someone's fucked up and they don't want anyone else to know about it. I would very much like to know exactly the manner of the fuck up. Given where they've gone, I mean, oh, the madness. I, like I said, my understanding is that they are going north. And my understanding is that they are using a novel method of transport. If I could have these things confirmed. As focused as when he's on the conspiracy of the hand, there's a part of his mind just going, Yay! Fucking cars cut a bit of tracks Dex <laughs> <laughs> is thinking portals or something like that because it's a long way even by car it would be a long way I don't know he has notions of that one I have an imagination okay I've been having too many of my kind of sports 
gives you a, a certain look like that. <laughs> you know the mushroom folk? Doesn't everybody? No. Lucky us. Huh. Interesting. Good enough and if not interesting. Cool, gents. Uh, do, you, do you mind if I try a small piece? It does smell delicious. Oh, the bread. Hey, go for it. Hey, you can try a little bit of mine. Oh, thank you. So he pulls out his own cutlery, uh, cuts off a little piece. And just... If you decide that you are interested in coin, uh, drop by the Commerce Guild office and uh, show them this card. Let's take the card. You, uh, uh, card. Um, it has a pattern on it. It's not ru it's not dwarven runes. It's not any sort of script you recognise. It just looks like a an elaborate signature, if nothing else. Uh, and he says they'll uh, they'll be able to get in contact with me specifically using that. Yeah, fair enough. Very nice. We should get our own cards meet up at some point, shouldn't we, guys? That'd be quite nice. Never wanted knights embossed quite like that. In several languages we can do like Dwarven and Elvish and common. If you just ask for a card map actually a skill, then it'd be more than eager to help you, right? Nice, and then when you go into one of these posh institutions like this, you just walk up and you can like present your card. Indeed. Well gents. Hopefully see you later. You change your mind. Uh, but basically I'm offering you a small advance in coin for information that you may gain while you're out there. Right, well, I mean, like I say, it's, it's, I, I'm down with it. It's up to my, my two companions, though, because we work as a group. No, no pressure. We'll let you make a decision. Hopefully hear from you. So he nods, gets up. What do you make of that? Well, I got the impression that the council wasn't really being forthright with the information they were giving. No. Well, we've got reason. If they're sending us to the bloody depths beneath Mount Hort now, that's crazy. It, see, it seems to me that the council is clearly uh, fucked up with this expedition in some fashion, and they're not telling either the major school or common skill about it for fear of some sort of reprisal or, you know, vote of no confidence or something like that. Well, I mean, even going... if just the people... Remember how much of... I mean, you must have heard the stories about what happened in Neverwinter. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if that got out into the public, there'd be panic. I know. It's not that far from the wood either. Ooh. I got family out there. Aye. Well, I think for us, the personal stake in it, at the very least, is enough for us to go down. Ah, definitely. Try definitely. and sort this out. Aye, just, but, are, yeah. but are we equipped to deal with it? That's the question. Well, I'd like that armor. Well, we don't know what we're doing yet, though, right? Because they've posed it as potentially a rescue mission or an investigatory mission. They're very much underselling it, I think, Fenrir. Mm. It's like, are you going to walk into this ancient, ruined kind of dwarven city beneath an active volcano that, you know, there's all kinds of terrible stories about it, you know, its downfall, and no one ever coming out alive from it? Because, I mean, that's not how you, you, you get adventurers on site, particularly, is it? It's like, you can go to this place to certain doom. No. Except barbarians. <laughs> Except perhaps barbarians, maybe. Mm. I'm sure we'll be climbing over a few barbarian corpses if we choose to go. It strikes me that there doesn't seem to be much in it for us. Well, I mean, we're getting probably what's going to be thousands of gold worth of arm, for, hopefully for free or a heavy discount. So, I mean, there, there is that. And, of course, we're going to find us keepers and whatever we find out. I wish we... Uh, you're truly negotiated. I mean, 
I'm tempted to ask two things that we haven't asked yet. I mean, you could consult one of your gods, since you posed the point that why don't you just ask them? Oh, yeah, I should pray to the Rivian Mother tonight. Maybe just see what they want to do. Uh, and I think just before we head down there, then that's what veterans coin for. Yeah? That's a good idea. Is this a potentially good outcome that we're going to have? Hey, that's true. Because if it goes, <laughs> no, then, you know, <laughs> change our minds. Hey, <laughs> that's true. Well, then we could go up to Neverwinter and just warn the local populace. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'll just go over and speak to the bar barkeeper and, uh, and the innkeeper and just see if he knows if there's like a, a specific temple here to like the, the revered mother that I could maybe go pray to. I'm going to take a bite of bread. Okay. I would like a constitution saving throw. Can't say. Just making sure I didn't have any performance. 19. 19. Uh, you, you feel like there's, there's there's an odd spice in this it's not particularly pleasant there's a little bit of a bitter aftertaste on the one end of the bread just the one end which is weird and you feel a little fuzzy i think my bread's been spiked and not by anything that you put in there hey we haven't touched your bread i i know conspiratorial chatting when i see it regardless oh of your dwarven really is improving in that case i'm impressed Gold star, sir. Well, the, uh, you're, you're predictable. You probably just told them to put mayonnaise in it or something. Uh, well, I can't. I can't do the almond spread yet, but I'll speak to the revered mother about that tonight. And you never know. No, I think someone's had a had a, had a go at this. I wouldn't touch your bread, mate. Ah, shit. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, make sure if he's not giving anything. It would be a little bit cheeky because I obviously haven't got it prepared yet. But I think I have got a spell which is like purify food or something like that. Yes. As a cleric, you you do have access to that, and a very nice DM might 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 let me retcon that. Like might, might let you retcon that. Okay, you're in a new town. There's some yeah. Okay, okay. Dex is a little bit suspicious about everything. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the kind of thing a paranoid dwarf might might have organised when he woke up that morning. Yeah, purify food and drink is is what I have. So. And to be fair, he has been role playing the paranoia quite well. He has. I believe one of you's got uh, inspiration. Oh, technically, I have, if, if I can carry that across from the other one shot, then yeah, I'm I'm happy for you to carry inspiration for the player to hold the inspiration. And if you want me to spend the inspiration to to do the the, the cheeky spell spot, no, 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 I'll I'll let you wreck on that. Just fine. Just remember that you've got the inspiration. But, but, uh, Rory has the inspiration rather than uh, Dex. Yes, yes, or off. Um, cool. All right, so. I'll just do. So is it a level one? Yeah. So I've got purify food and drink. Okay. Non-magical food and drink within five. All food. Yeah. All non-magical food and drink within five foot radius sphere contained on point of my choice is purified and rendered free of poison and disease. So I'll cast that level one on our table. Boof. That that won't include and neutralize the poison that's in my little wax vial, right? Is is your wax vial food or drink? <laughs> No, it's a pure poison. I can't imagine. No, so yes, yeah. So no, it'll it'll stay, stay poison. Yeah. And I imagine the table is probably about five foot across, right? So unless you're leaning into the table, and it happens yeah. to actually be food or drink. Yeah. yeah. Right. There we go. All the food is now safe. I will take another tentative bite of my bread. I'll lick it. Okay. Um, you can still taste the bitterness there, veteran. It's still there. I mean, it shouldn't render. It should, I assume it's been rendered in there, but I suppose you maybe still taste it. I mean, do you feel funny? Because it's bitter doesn't mean that it's poison. 
does he add the bit of the bread taste of different? It's def- it's only it's definitely only on the one side. Well, then they've obviously just got cross contamination issues in the kitchen, haven't they? Maybe. Well, let me try my bit of bread because the guy ate a bit off one end anyway, didn't he? But I'll just I'll just lick the other end and does it taste bready or does it taste? It like... tastes delicious. Oh, this is very nice. Not bitter, just herby. Yeah, herby. I mean, there's a little bit of garlic in there. It is really good. Nice. So I will turn the turn the bread around and just take it take a bite from the other end. Uh, that tastes delicious. Hmm. Can I do a compare and contrast between my little bit and and bedroom bit? Uh, yeah, sure. So, what do both ends of mine smell like? Uh, both ends of yours smell very tasty. Um, one is a little heavier on the garlic. You think yeah. it's not an even spread, but yeah, it's yeah. it's nice. Um, if I sniff the supposed foul end of Vedrans. Okay, uh, give me whatever you roll for alchemy. I'll let you pick. Uh, give me medicine, medicine or nature. I'll take either. Your medicine then. Okay. 24. 24, right. Okay. Um, there's definitely something on the one end of the bread. Um, you don't think it's a poison. You think maybe it's something to interfere with somebody's mind. Maybe to make them suggestible or more amicable. You think the bread was basically spiked with truth serum. Well, that's fascinating. Well, I mean, I, I, I am a, I am an exceptional liar, and um, and I am also a red and white striped golfing umbrella. <laughs> Don't know what golf is, but hey. <laughs> it's a good way to spoil a good walk. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, I'm also the Netherese, Netherese Navy on the, on the maneuvers in the, in the South Southern Seas. And um, this is a banana. Um, all right. Just, it's just making sure that I can still talk through my ass if necessary. Oh, all right, okay. So, well, I'm, uh, they're still as fuckers, isn't it? Because they want you to spill the beans about what we're doing, do you think? Yeah, exactly. Because they, they've just basically got whoever's preparing the food involved. Well, you slip a few gold or something, or you yeah. do it surreptitiously. Either that, or they've got they've got very dexterous fingers. Uh, wouldn't put it past me. He was at the table before the bread arrived. Uh, he was. Don't know. Anyway, I feel like we do learn more from that conversation than they learned, to be honest with you. At least of valuable information. To be fair, if he knew you, Dex, he knew you would know that he doesn't have to feed you truth serum stuff anyway. <laughs> He was very guarded. You were telling him about the Blue River of Time that we discovered. Oh, that had gone, hadn't it, when we went back? Yeah. So we, we, we obviously fought with this timeline. Anyway, I'm going to go up to the bar, and I just want to ask if there's, like, a temple to uh, the revered mother somewhere that I can just pop off to. Get up to the, the rather burly barman um, with the axe above the bar. And he says, uh, Aye, lad. Aye, lad. So if you head uh, towards the centre of town, it's kind of built into the side of the main keep. Oh, already. And I, I, I'll recognise the tunes link rings I imagine on the outside. No, oh, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a poly place of worship, so they'll be ah. the whole uh, pantheon in there. I see. Alrighty. Alright. Well, thanks for thanks for the help. I'm just gonna. Alright. So I'm just gonna go back over to the table and just tell the guys that I've found where the shrine is. I'm just gonna go out and try and get some guidance. Say sorry to them for first. I will, I will. And I, I'm expecting some of those guys to, uh, to to come by and drop off a mask at some point. If I'm not back in time, would you pick that up for me, please? Yeah, no problem. Great, thank you. So is Dex going out into town on his own again? Hey, he might be. 
I think you guys are welcome to come along as well, but I don't know. If... We've got this delicious bread to finish. Maybe that's true. And an ale that you haven't touched. Yeah, that's true. I haven't touched the fucking bread. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe you should have lunch before you leave. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just down the ale and then. We'll have lunch and we'll go together. Hey, all right, let's do that. Let's just face it. We can't really trust you on your own. Right? I'm not sure what seen. It's not you. It's not. It's not your behaviour we're worried about. It's other people around you. Uh, well, okay, right, that's fair. It appears our presence in this yours in particular has kind of caused a bit of this stuff. No one gives a fuck about the elves. Well, I mean, if there's a whole bunch of them that. Are... Obviously, are in on the great secret of what they're up to, right? No wonder they're bloody shifty. And the, the sad thing is, you're the only, you're, of all three of us, you're the one who's most likely to be able to get information out of people. Hey, perhaps. I've just thought of one thing that does concern me. Let's say you want, you have this big, nasty secret that you want kept a secret, right? Yep. You need to send people to go and undo the damage, but they need to be people that you can then make disappear without too many questions. We're assets, but expendable assets. Yeah, that's a, that's a point. But I mean, you know, they're dwarves, they're not that bad. There are quite a few of them are religious, and, you know, they'd be, like, especially the ones which are, like, in communication with the gods, they'd, they'd get proper bollocking if they tried anything that underhanded. Are they all good gods? Oh, most the dwarven ones are, right? Okay. There's one that isn't. But you, people don't worship him. At least no good dwarves. Yeah. Would Dex know who that was so I could look out for cases it's in the shrine? Um, yes. Yeah, you would You would know. Um, your DM can't remember his name off the top of his head, but there is, a, there is one god of greed, which I think you've had dealings with before, actually. I do believe I still have his gem that you I do. pilfered from his... Oh, his the greed is good god, yes. Yes. Yeah. Abafar. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, I'm still not particularly sold on the, the high risk of the mission that we've been tasked and what's in it for us. Well, let's face it, if we come back from it alive, we're in a much stronger position to make all kinds of demands. I mean, there's supposed to be an amazing ancient dwarven city down there that, you know, adventurers risk their lives to just go find. Consider this, we go down there, we're going to find out what's happening. Yeah, that's true. We then have the information for this dwarf just over there. Aye. Sell, in inverted commas. And there's whatever treasures we find down there. And there'll be no point in making us disappear because we'd have already disseminated the knowledge. That's true, Aye. I wonder if maybe he's got... A, we could ask if they've got like a sending stone or any kind of long-range kind of like magical thing they could give us that would let us communicate. Didn't that wizard give us something? Ah, he did, but wasn't that just to communicate with him? Yeah. No, didn't one of you didn't one of you say it was hang on, no, no, one of you said it was some sort of had some sort of fiery property to it. Yes it did. So I don't think it was a current communication to it. So the wizard, Win Adelspur, gave you a red ring. It was part of a pair. He has uh, the other ring in the pair, and it has runes on it, arcane runes. You were able to decipher a distance and fire rune on the ring. He was convinced it was a communication ring. Whereas it sounds a lot more like some sort of fire spell casting ring. So some kind of remote dual immolation ring? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> or it could just be a ring of firebolt or fireballs or something. But why would you have two and why would they be linked? I don't Maybe know. Maybe you want to set somebody specific on fire. 
<laughs> you have this lovely thing and the poof. Maybe if you wear both at the same time, you could cast two at the same time. That'd be cool. I know there are some mages capable of doing like two spells at the same time. That's a pretty neat trick. Aye, that'd be very impressive. But you'd win three spell slots in no time at all. And there's a weird thing that they could do. That it's it's almost as if they like will magic to do what they want it to do. It's, it's really cool, but even wizards are kind of jealous of that, from what I understand. Anyway, and I've finished denning my ear and what have you, and hopefully the, the DM has looked up whatever he needs to look up to make the next bit of the story happen. <laughs> oh, I wasn't looking up stuff, I was uh, writing stuff down. Oh. Taking my notes. Sorry. Taking your notes? Come on, yeah. you're a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I'm going to say, right, okay. Who's this imposter DM, eh? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's almost as like it's almost as if he's, you know, making an effort. <laughs> veteran dies in a horrible fire I mean, explosion. Yeah, oh no! I mean, oh no! Oh, this dear, corner I... of the pub suddenly collapses. <laughs> make a deck save. Difficulty thirty. Shit. If anyone can make that deck save, it will be you, veteran. Anyway, we're gonna make our way out to the uh, to the, the shrine. Thing, temple. Okay. Um, so you have to go back through the, the market district in order to get there. All right. Uh, what time of day is it right now? Uh, you're probably approaching about three o'clock ish. All right, talky. I mean, here's another thing while we're um, theory crafting. Hmm. If you have council members that are. Um, what's the word? Well, you can't tell who they are. Hey. There's nothing stopping them from coming up and challenging you with other things, or giving ulterior motives as another persona, wearing a different mask and a different get you wouldn't know. Uh, aye, that is a fair point. I'm going to have to change their clothes. Like, I mean, the council people had their own garb, didn't they? And that would probably ruffle some feathers, perhaps, if they were, like, imitating other people. I don't know. I guess they all, they all know each other's masks, don't they? Yeah, so what I'm saying is if you change a mask, then you're a different person. So effectively, I could go around pretending to be two different people, and one has a, a secret nasty agenda, and the other one plays the the good angel on the shoulder role, <laughs> and then which suits me, I can get a lot done. It is an absolutely very plausible thing. I mean, I've done that in the past. In fact, I've got an entirely different, uh, I you know, false identity that I can use should I need to. That's pretty cool. I mean, is there some way we could mark people out? I mean, would I could I technically use Hunter's mark on someone? I know they can't. They might. They might notice it being cast on them, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I'd need to. Yeah, I'd need to check whether they. Usually, when you cast a spell on people, they know, especially okay. a combat spell, that they've been targeted with a spell. They might not know what the spell does. In fact, most of them won't know what the spell does, but they will know that they've been hit with magic. Perhaps that could be timed when they, they, they have a sip of, like, holy beard, perhaps. And they're like, ooh, this is divine and lovely, and then zoop. Uh, it's going to depend on the um, components to the spell as well. If there's a verbal component, then you do have to utter some arcane nonsense in order to make it happen. This mark is... Uh, it's verbal. Right, then it would be very obvious what you're doing. Right, okay. Done. You'd have to sort of... And then... <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> yeah, it's this little vocal tick I have. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. See, there are some mages 
you can cast spells without any sort of indication again. Again, it's it's like they simply will magic to do what they want to do. But like that, are just too fucking big for their own boots, if you ask me. Wow. The, the amount of times I would I would kill to be able to do that, just to just you know to cast a spell and no one know. Imagine how useful that would be in situations like this. Yeah, I know, but if everyone could do that, imagine how much more dangerous the world would be. I don't think everyone can. I think it's, from what I remember from that, that year of wizard school, is that the, the, the people that could do that uh, are called sorcerers. Right. And they, rather than learn magic, like wizards do, they study stuff, like I've done, it's all innate to them. It just comes to them naturally. And because of that, because of that innate ability, they're able to uh, to warp the weave the way they want it. I see. They still kind of sound like assholes. These saucer people that we're talking about. Anyway, I don't think I've met one. To be perfectly honest with you, I might have done, but I've never seen one in action. Right. Well, I guess we won't know, will we? Because we won't hear them casting magic. It'll just happen to us, and then it'll we'll yeah, it. it'll just happen. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe when we're in a certain city beneath a certain active volcano, perhaps we'll uh, find out more. Right. Maybe. I think I can see the temple. It's got a lot of recognisable symbols on it. Right then, you go do your spiritual stuff. Right, if I don't come out in like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something, then maybe come look for me. Andrew, fancy you trying to find a brothel or something? <laughs> um, I... I think I should probably just do some brewing of potions before I use up all my little bag of... Or, or, or we can brew some potions, that's... Oh, could you do that back at the pub so there's someone there to pick up my mask when it gets dropped off? That's an equally valid idea. Yes, so Dex has gone out into the world, uh, into the um, temple at least on his own, and the pair of you are heading back towards the fish and tackle. Dex, I would hey. like a uh, perception check as you go in through the uh, main archway of the temple. Alrighty. That's... Oh, that's alright. No, no, it's not. It's turn. Right, uh, that's a 13. 13? 13's fine. Um, uh, you can see statues in alcoves, the various uh, dwarven gods of the Pantheon uh, scattered around. At the far end, uh, you can see a single alcove with the heads of, of the dwarven panting in there, so you have the revered mother and uh, the forge master. Wonderful. Alright, I'll start making my way down, but I will consciously look out for Dunfoin. Yep. yep. And I, you, I can, will... you can see him on the right hand side. Ah, uh, right. I'm uh, just going to go over and bow my head and say, Ah, uh, Dunfoin, I'd just like to very much apologise for that little slip of the tongue back in your temple at the Soul Forge. I am truly sorry for that, and we do deeply appreciate the, the help you gave us with the the, the mushroom helmet things is greatly appreciated, and I'll put in a good word for you with the with the big boss if I can. Okay. All right, and I'll I'll just bow again and I'll shuffle off down towards one of them and the revered mother. Good thing Fendra wasn't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, it would start off with a yay, and then turn to a. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like I, it's it's pretty much it's kind of matriarchal with uh, the dwarven pantheon. You know, she she keeps all the got keeps all of them in check. So as long as I'm on her side, it's fine. 
Which is why I need to really wash my tongue when I speak to her, if I get to speak to her. <laughs> Alrighty, so I guess I'll go up to, to Moradin and uh, Berenar. And I'll, uh, you can see there's a there's a few other uh, supplicants in, in front of you. Alright, well. There seems to be sort of... Um, it's a different arrangement than you've seen in other dwarven temples. There appear to be sort of um, kneeling mats, like a, a set of them in front of the statues uh, that people are using. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Is there a spare one I can use? Oh uh, yeah. Alrighty. I'm just gonna grab my ladle in one hand as I as I kind of kneel down and just sort of hold that up against my chest. Close my eyes and uh say in my head, but obviously out loud for your benefit. It's like uh uh revered mother, I don't know if you're there. We've been asked to go on or I guess kinda of summoned to go on this what sounds like a very dangerous quest. The old dwarven say beneath the Mount Hope now, we believe. And just really want your advice, really. And I don't know. It's probably too much to ask for your protection, given all the gifts you've already bestowed upon me. And thanks again for the ladle, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, any guidance you can offer would be greatly appreciated. It's a good prayer. The statue doesn't come to life or anything like that. Oh, no, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, but you never know. You might have a vision or a dream or, you know, you open your eyes and suddenly you're somewhere else. I don't know. You're the DM. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's, um, as far as you can tell, nothing changes. Right. Okay. And I know this is extremely cheeky, but if, and it is very good mayonnaise, but if it were, you know, just, just hypothetically, if it, if, it, if it were possible to swap it for something else, how, how what are your feelings on hazelnut spread? Okay. Oh, and before I go, uh, Dumphoon really helped us out, so maybe you could make him like a nice pie or something. Okay, uh, thank you. And uh, I guess with that, I'll just, I'll get up, I'll bow to both um, her and to Moradin, and then I'll, uh, I guess I'll, I'll make my way out. Awesome. And she was cooking when I first met her, so you know. Yeah, yeah, no, she, no, she was. Um, yeah, she was... <laughs> He was cooking liquid metal, as I remember. Well, <laughs> maybe he'll eat a nice metal pie. stories tall, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> a metal pie with hazelnut spread. Ed, yeah, yeah. You never know. You're going to need some fucking strong molars for that one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, and Dex, Dex will very nervously step outside the building, just look, glance up at the sky, just make sure he doesn't get struck by lightning or anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or swallowed up by the ground oh, beneath his feet. <laughs> Uh, right before you get out, um, somebody waves to you from the uh, throng. Oh, right. Uh, it's not an enthusiastic wave. It's it's a sort of single hand gesture, but it's expansive enough that you you see it and you can see they're looking directly at you. I just wave back. Do I recognize uh, them at all? It's an older dwarf. They have sil silver beards sticking out underneath their, their mask and you can see... Um, Silver hair trailing down their back. Um, the beard's in the same style that the Holy Council member had. Uh, all right. Well, I, I will hopefully notice that, and I'll just shuffle over and just nod. Just, I'm glad to see you, pious man. Well, you know, you've got to stay on their side, haven't you? <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, you changed your mind about letting me see the uh, ladle? I'll just pull it out from a jacket. There. May I? And he reaches down towards it. You may. He touches it. And 
you feel the handle get warmer when he does. Okay. okay. That's another thing. Some in my order. Uh, I think, uh, I believe that we are the only dwarves that God's intention to. It's not true. No. Some don't enjoy evidence of that untruth. Yeah, I see. Ruffles the wrong feathers. I didn't get to where I'm get by ignoring the truth. No, of course not. And there's a lot of dwarves in the world. I mean, it's you know, it's just a nonsense notion, isn't it? We <laughs> are a numerous people. That we are. I believe you. Oh, well, I'm glad. About our mission. I mean, obviously, we feel like we weren't told the whole picture. And Let me um, step over here where it's a little quieter. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Uh, he takes you around the corner of the, the temple between uh, sort of the temple building and the, the one adjacent. Hey. It's something like a dead-end alley. Okay. <laughs> Dex feeling nervous again. <laughs> so he walks a little way down the alley with you, and um, two other dwarves appear at the head of the alley, also wearing uh, silver, silver and white pattern masks. All right, Dex is clutching the ladle very tightly. <laughs> Don't worry, my bodyguard. Oh, I see. Traditional, you understand. I don't really need them inside the walls. It's like the council table, so rarely it's. So, what would you know? What would I like to know? Well, we've been. It's been suggested that perhaps this dig, this expedition, is quite a long way north from here, perhaps. In the vicinity of a, a certain town by the name of Neverwinter. It's not that far. Oh, okay. Although distance is harder to reckon, as I'm told. So well, we were age business. We were led to believe that the, the travel was unusual and rather rapid. Mm, indeed. Uh, you will find this out, of course. We are sending you north in the same manner. Hey, There will be a team with you. Oh, alright. Some of them are mine. Alright, okay. They are... They wear their allegiance on their mask. Alright, okay. So, God's protection is what you need. You can lean on them. Aye. And which gods in particular... I mean, do you just pray to all of them, or is there one in particular that you sort of favour, or who favours you? We pray to the Pantheon. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Some of the guilds may favour one over the other, but generally try to discourage it. Aye, I say, my main dealings have been with the revered mother and the old father, so... Well, and briefly with... But may ruffle feathers round here praying to specific gods. I see. Well, I mean, it's just, just you know, if they speak to you, it's really not to speak back. Stand up straight, boy. I am standing straight. Look at you. It's difficult when I'm sat on top of that infernal seat. <laughs> that was quite high up. I don't like being high off the ground. 
Well, it's a little bit unnatural for a dwarf, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. It's useful for seeing. You do have a passing resemblance to that companion of yours. You've had a mask fitted. How can you tell? <laughs> it leaves something of a stain oh. on your reflection when you uh, one who knows what they're looking for. Oh, I see. Ah, it's, it's quite cool, actually. It's got like a kind of like a yellow eye and stuff. I like an advanced see, wolfy. See. Wolf of the wild, indeed. We definitely <laughs> have the right man. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. So, remember, two of the team, my men, yeah. need help lean on them. Right, so there'll be silver masks, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. Right, I'm guessing this won't be long before you're called upon. I would hurry back to the inn, folks. All right. Well, uh, thank you. It was uh, nice he to meet you. Makes probably. a gesture with his hand, and the two guards sort of shimmy to one side of the alley. Right. Well, uh, uh, well good afternoon. I guess uh, I'll wander out and I'll nod at the guards and just meet my way back to the pub. Okay. Fedrin and Fendral. You're both heading back to the pub, aren't you? So while this is uh, going on, um, you get closer to the pub, and uh, you spot a more elderly dwarf um, sort of trying to grab your attention. I will let him grab my attention. Okay. Um, so he's, he's uh, sort of making a, a wave to gesture over to you and saying something, but you hear it much more loudly than the distance from the distance that he is that you should. So he's you think he's using my illusion to project his voice towards you. I will do the same. <laughs> Shakes his head a little bit and nods. Um, you can't see him smile but there's a certain tilt to the head uh, underneath the mask that you think might be positive. Um, and he waves the pair of you over. No, you know we can do it. Channel it. I see you fellas have uh, had some fun wandering around town. A little bit, yeah. It's taking in the sights, doing a bit of shopping. Had a chat with the uh, Commerce Guild earlier, I believe. Evidently. Yeah, tricky fellas. Did they uh, give you anything, perhaps? They gave us an offer. A bit of coin for information. Did you take it? I don't answer. That was rude of me to what, ask. What we took was a business card. Should we decide to? But, uh, at the moment. Can I see it? We haven't made any decisions. Show me the card. Show me the card. He goes to snatch the card from you. You you just flick it back into your hand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lad, do you have the sight? I cast the tech magic. Okay. That card lights up like a Christmas tree. Oh. Okay. I see what you mean. What colour is it? It is... I will check for you. One second. It's going to be divination, isn't it? It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely divination. Yeah. Yeah. So it is whatever colour. I think it's like silver, the divination. Yeah, yeah. But it is lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, he's, he's going to track us with us, isn't he? So you can see him... I hand it over to him. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it'd be better to have someone... Uh, I'm just going to turn around and walk away from this guy for a sec. 
and just whisper to you, Vedran. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to say, why don't you slip that into someone else's pocket? Is this in Elvis, yeah? Yeah. Damn fine plan. I think I know what I can do with this. I'll hold on to it for the time. So he starts gesturing about hand-mouth motion, and then he holds his hand up to his ear. So I will, I don't know, I'll, I'll minor illusion a very quiet whisper into his ear. He, you see his eyes close, and this sort of grimace behind his mask, and then you hear uh, beside your head, from the opposite side that he's standing, they can hear you through the card. It's a scrying tool. I will start gesturing in Thieves' Camp to see if he can pick up on it. You see his head start to bob up and down. And I will say... Uh, no, you, you hear a whisper in his ear and it's like, Lad, I haven't been in college for nearly 200 years. I cannot remember a word of Thieves' Camp. <laughs> I'll simply gesture, fuck. <laughs> And I'll say to him, in Elvish, do they speak Elvish? He says back in Elvish, uh, there are dwarves, many in my guild, who speak Elvish. It's one of the more commonly magical peoples, after all. Study of such would mean, yes, familiar with the language. As a DM, I, I was loving Fendel's idea, by the way. <laughs> They just get a conversation about some poor random sap walking, walking down the street going, should we buy this ladle or this? I can't believe they're all sold out already. <laughs> <laughs> Today's must-have item, the ladle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I was really looking forward to that silver-lined one. <laughs> like, like our Tommy got from the guard. <laughs> That'll be a lovely present for my mother, but she'll be so upset now. So I'm, I'm happy for you to, to roll a sleight of hand check if you want to try and <laughs> put it on someone else without their knowing. I'll wait for the opportune moment, I think. Okay. okay. Right. So, uh, the fellow in the mask says, would you walk with me for a bit? We can have a proper chat once we uh, get back to the pub. Yeah, yeah. Do another slice of that bread. It was really nice. Do you want me to... Um go for a walk as well in a different area it's up to you i'll i'll hold my hand out to take the card off you and i'll place it in his hand and with that i'll tip an imaginary cap and uh, turn around and make my way um, are you are you gonna say anything interesting like you're having half a conversation with somebody or uh i will probably talk to myself a little bit while i'm doing my spontaneous shopping you could speak with animals. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Imagine, imagine the guy in the, the metaphorical van with the headphones on. <laughs> He's tweeting now. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> He's making a quacking noise, and now he's purring. I don't understand. He must be at a zoo. <laughs> Go to the zoo. Elderly gent with the. Uh, he's currently wearing an all bean mask. Um, the uh, the elderly dwarf in front of you. Uh, right, that's better. I'm not being eavesdropped anymore. Of course, I try to rein in that sort of thing. It's not very moral, obviously. Yeah, moral no, is more of the. It is religious. a little rude. It is rude. Yeah. Absolutely. This is why it's handy having the sight when you're in a position such as mine. Um, 
I was wondering uh, what the Commerce Guild was asking you in the pub. Usual stuff, really. What we knew, what we didn't know, what we might know in the future. So they tried to buy you? Pretty much. Did it work? Evidently not. Hmm. Excellent. I'd considered it, and then, of course, when that thing lit up like a, like a festive tree. Yeah, nah. That's the problem with... <laughs> I don't want to see a lot of wizards, but uh, the, the younger the younger folk, they, they don't understand subtlety. No. Especially one gifted in the arts such as yourself. You've obviously had some training. A little bit. Didn't complete it, I'll guess, but... Uh, it, was, it was a one-year course. I did okay, nothing special, but I worked with what I got. Yeah. It's nice to see someone who uh, has an interest in the arcane. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping in practice. I'm picking things up. Glad, glad to hear it. One day I want to make Mage Hand really make some impact. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a, it is a spill about making a very much larger hand. Yeah, and I'm aware of it, and I don't think I'll ever quite reach that level. Mm. It is tricky on that. My, yeah, it's a, it's a balance of having, it's a balance of training, you see. Don't have the, like, to, to get to that sort of level, to dedicate a little bit more to my arcane skills. Of course, skills. of course. Adventuring life calls to you, not yeah. uh, dusty book study. Indeed. I, I, mean, I, try, I try and pick up what I can, but it's just, there's always going to be limits. It's working with them and knowing how to use them. Best course of action. Now, don't take this as disparaging of your character, but I take it that you're something of a sneaky fellow. I won't give it away. You will when you try and talk to me in Thieves' Camp for a start. <laughs> it's not It's not something that's widely known. And it's always worth a try. So, you will be asked investigation with a team two of the team will be factions that I control I think me personally but they will be of more arcane interest I'm guessing other team will be belonging to the uh, the god botherers the god botherers yeah indeed less practical people useful for moralizing but uh, perhaps not industry i've always found it striking a balance between the two usually works out no that's it's a case of knowing it's... limits again isn't it and working with progress can be made quicker in some ways without their interference and vague assertions of danger their most recent match of course being uh, what brought you fellas here? Wolf of the Wild and all that. In my experience, though, I will say this. Of all the vagaries of divine communes, there is often a nugget of truth. Therein lies the problem, isn't it? They can claim the truth after the fact, having not known it before, and with the evidence they had. Well, that's where the arcane comes 2020 hindsight comes in. That's where the arcane types come in. They're the ones who do all the 
they're digging in the investigation. It's a sort of reluctant symbiotic relationship, isn't it? They'll point you in the right direction and you'll go uncovering. In this case, the expeditions were the brainchild of a number of the uh, mages and commerce guild. They did not involve the religious sects. It's something of a strain in the council that the religious kinds are sticking their nose into what is essentially not their business. I'm expecting them to cause trouble, undue trouble, while you are trying to ascertain what has actually happened. If you need shielding or protection from them, if you lean on my men, technically the they're women, but uh, if you lean on my agents, uh, you'll you'll find them steadfast. Okay, I appreciate it. As a self-contest sneaky fellow, I thought you might find this useful. He hands out a scroll and passes it to you. I will examine the scroll. Okay. Um, it is a scroll of subtle spell. Oh, you shouldn't have. I say it's a it's a one-time use, obviously, but uh, if there is a certain situation where you need to do something quietly, sneaky type like yourself, so this might help. Obviously, if you don't use it, please return it, because those things are not cheap. Oh, I can imagine. This is, a sort of, this is not the sort of thing that wizards usually do, from my understanding. This is, this, is, this is a sort of work. Sorcerers have it as an innate gift. It is not impossible to fashion, but improbable would be all that description. Obviously, I've been a brand block a number of times, and I have a whole guild of wizards to rely on. We turn our mind to a specific purpose, we can accomplish much. Which is what this expedition was essentially supposed to be, accomplishing much. As you're walking away through the crowd, carrying the uh, listening device, an elderly dwarf wearing a perfectly white mask taps you on the shoulder. Good day. He says, um, have, you, um, have you been given a card by one of my uh, guild supplicants? No. Hmm. There's one of them in rather underhanded dealings with a, a mage of his in the... Uh, have a nasty habit of eavesdropping on people. No, we did talk to two folk that sound like that back in the pub. Yes, yes, he's an information broker, I imagine. Technically, it's trade, so technically it falls under my jurisdiction, but it's not a tangible good, and you can't tax it, which makes it less useful for the Commerce Council members. Anyhow... How's your how's your stay in town been so far? I've been just browsing, currently. Hmm. Something of a shopper. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Appreciate people spending their gold in uh, our fair. Well, I say fair city. The place is a draconian monstrosity, but uh, yes, the people and the goods make it worth it. Well, it's all just seeing fabulous new things. So I've not been to a place like this before. So. Mm. Just so One of the things I enjoy about travel is the food. 
Mm. I mean, there's only so much smoked fish you can eat, delicious as it is. Mm. One of my colleagues uh, seems to have been quite besotted with it. Mm. We do have an excellent line in spicy food, however. Be sure to sample some of that before you uh, before you leave on the uh, investigation. I was going to say something ominous. I think I won't. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I am quite worried about that. To be fair, it's a small jaunt. I've not done it myself, but uh, I'm told it's perfectly safe. Of course, we wouldn't be sending you out there if it was perfectly safe. So that's obviously not true. I'm just wondering, like the. Could you tell me anything about the previous expeditions? Like, were they sent out for the purpose of exploring, or were they? Did you have armed guards with them? I mean, I've seen enough guards around here. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, they they had guards. Um, it was more mining as a certain resource we were looking for. Okay, something that would have been of significant use to uh, us in defence of this place from uh, the. Uh, Water Davians and have designs on the castle. No one's managed to get any messages back. There were no hints of what may or may not be coming. It was just a sudden stopping communication. Uh, we we had material back. We had people back and forth. It's only the most recent one that's gone missing, and we've we lost contact. It's standard to send somebody out who's more able to protect themselves in case it was something dangerous that happened at the far end. I would ask that you um, don't tell people. Don't tell people. I mean, obviously, I didn't say it out loud in the council meeting, but I would appreciate your um, discretion in this whole matter. Well, on the fact that we're going on this mission in the first place, you mean? Please, yes. Okay. It wouldn't do if uh, there rumours going around the town about... Uh, people going missing i i feel like this may be too late to have heeded this warning no oh dear like i said we met that that wizardy type and the the information commerce guy oh yeah. yes he would have pumped you for information were there people nearby who could hear i assume possibly yeah. i mean we we don't have a like i'm fairly trusting of people and we didn't know who we can and who we can't well, you fellas are adventurers. You're not spies, are you? So it's, uh... And we we don't live in a culture of, you know, having to be careful what you say to who. Usually, mm -hmm. I mean, we're pretty free within the walls. We can say what we like for the most part. It's uh, as long as you don't step on religious toes, you're fine here. It's, um... Do you ever find that you have problems with having the anonymity of all these masks all the time? Mm. People have their own designs. You learn to recognize them. And when we're in uh, the military, at least, uh, give people runes. Give people runes? Yes, uh, military marks. So you will have a, a, a name for the purpose of whatever mission you're on. Oh, I see. Oh, so that's your unique identifier for that particular Yes. Person. But it only for, that, for that mission, yes. yes. At the end of the mission, you, you go back to being whoever you want, you go out on another mission, you will get a new temporary name. It's not so much a name as a glyph or a, often a number, single letter. People get to choose. What's your theory on uh, why Dex was brought here? 
why the wolf was brought here. Mages were doing something ambitious. The religious types warned against it. It seems that something bad has happened, which means I am in agreement with the religious types also bringing somebody here to fix the problem. Assuming you can fix it. They seem to think that you can, then. It's nice to have someone who's uh, got a bit of faith in us. Well, they, they tend to make up the reasons after the fact. <laughs> well, let's hope they're right. Indeed. Is there anything you need to know that you didn't get the opportunity to ask while in the council chambers? I understand it's a little intimidating with us three sat on the top of that pillar. What I want to know, I can't ask you and know if it's right. Yeah, I can ask, ask anyway. You. I'll ask you anyway. I don't know who to trust in this place. <laughs> and you can see why it's pointless me asking. <laughs> yes, uh, quite. Um, you can trust people to look after their own interests and the council will look after the interests of all. We want our people to succeed. We want our people to be safe from Davians. To some extent outside influence. Its isolation has served us better than some of the other dwarf holes. Would the council argue that the ends justify the means? Hmm. I think the mages would. The traders would weigh the pros and cons. And the religious would weigh the moral considerations. But mages are ambitious by nature. They have to be. Otherwise, they would never learn anything more than making amusing, sparkling lights. <laughs> Always digging in dusty tombs and old libraries for finding things of value. And because they have value, I understand that part of it. It's what people are willing to pay in order to get something. I do have one more question. Far away. Is Dex in danger from more than just the mission here? Yes. Okay. He's ruffled some religious feathers. I don't quite know how. Uh, he's got a way of putting his foot in it with the gods sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they're paying so much attention to him. It's <laughs> probably why they fetched him here, just for fun. They can be fickle. Yeah. <sighs> yes, isn't it's not a lot of fun being a pawn. Especially if you worked as hard as I have to get on the council and have some means of control over this existence. It's the idea that they just decide things it's a little disconcerting sometimes do you believe in I don't believe in their evidence is obvious but do you serve a higher power I haven't decided yet interesting hedging your bets I wouldn't do it for too long they get grumpy about that sort of thing <laughs> but uh, yes your uh, wolf friend is a little um, different to the, uh, the local religious flavour. Officially, it's all the same gods, but mm, touchy about this sort of thing. I imagine it's part of the whole not talking to other dwarves for several hundred years thing. Mm. I'm not too familiar with the history. 
Yeah, don't worry yourself about it. It's uh, not profitable. Right. Well, I do feel like you've definitely been helpful, so I do thank you. I should uh, probably get There's anything you need while you're out there. Um, two members of the team will be uh, commerce-minded. They'll make balanced decisions, if that's what you need. Then I'm probably more scared of them than the others. <laughs> if they can be bought. Oh, bought. No, 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 no. They, they, they understand cost. The religious types, they'll sacrifice themselves to save a puppy in a tree. <laughs> and the uh, mages would sacrifice you to get the puppy out of the tree if the puppy was holding a magical scroll. Sounds to me like this. My men would ask, how good is the scroll? I think the honest solution is I better get the puppy out of the tree myself. That is... <laughs> in this metaphor, if you could get the puppy out of the tree, we would all be pleased. It's the best outcome for all of us. Save the puppy. I will certainly bear that in mind. The council isn't the only faction in town. Who else is that? You understand that generally there are religious commerce and mage but not all of the religious commerce and mage people get on with each other we come together for external threats but when there's no pressure from outside we tend to revert to old rivalries sorry rivals between mage and commerce for example no mage and mage oh. <laughs> dwarves have a <laughs> a rather robust habit of fighting amongst ourselves when given the opportunity. Uh, it's where a lot of our drinking games and sports come from. And some of our baking. We're a combative type. I am down for dwarf bake-off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyone in particular we should watch out for currently? One of the previous expeditions was a mage who was a little eccentric he was he was on the board that uh, cooked up the whole idea in the first place he might not want to leave if you find him there what the location that we're going to mm, yeah he's quite attached to his work his work is obviously valuable but uh, if we could get him back so that he could work again another day so to speak and the council don't have the power to just order him back? Oh, we can order him, but you've got to enforce orders if people decline. Okay. I imagine he'd listen to us with an order. Didn't seem the type for outright rebellion, just not cooperative, not. He doesn't weigh the costs. Have you got any suggestions for how to deal with him? Hit him over the head and drag him back. <laughs> oh, no, his head's pretty precious, actually, the contents of. Um, tie him up, gag him, drag him back. I didn't say that, you understand. I have a colleague with just the skill to deal with him. Well, if there's anything else, or nothing else, uh, myself and my archers will leave now. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll again dock my imaginary cat to him. Hmm. Um, could you just point me at where... Actually, never mind. 
never mind. It's fine. I'll enjoy walking around finding it myself. <laughs> Don't spend too long shopping. I imagine it won't be long before they call on you at the uh, the pub. I, I had them rush to, uh, to get the team together. I'll I'll head back there shortly then. Very good. Makes a sort of circular gesture, and um, four dwarves you not noticed um, just sort of casually uh, sort of coalesce on him, and then all start walking with him away down the street. Hashira Ferreira. And I think I've just uh, given him a bit of a shit thing through the scrying tool, not realizing that I've literally just, they haven't picked up anything. <laughs> uh, I'll make my way to the nearest public laboratory. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to hold the card in such a way when I relieve myself <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that, that's my, uh, the equivalent of my uh, invisible mage hand sticking the middle finger up. Okay. And then I'll make my way back to the pub. Okay, are you flushing the card? Just, just, um... Um... I'll think about it, but then I won't. I'd rather just run the idea by the others as to whether we should destroy it or not. Right, okay. I still feel like it's a tool that we could maybe use. Okay. <laughs> in traditional D&D style, the three of you meet at the inn. That was an interesting experience. Finally, we made it a tavern a year into the campaign. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I didn't hear any sort of obvious divine messages, but I did bump into the uh, the member or the, the head of the religious faction from the council. That's curious. I met the one of the other council members. Huh. Well, isn't that a turn up? As they picked I, us off one by one, did they? Yeah. To be fair, you did give me a, a, a nifty little spell scroll. Well, that's um, handy. Yeah. But I don't trust you any. I don't trust you. No, well, I was told to just trust the religious ones, of course, and I'm sure was, you would trust to... Uh, yeah, yeah. No. I was told to, to, to lean on the mages should, uh, should things go south. And doubtless, the, uh, you were directed towards the, uh, the commerce types, yeah? True. I did try and probe a little bit to find about like quite how far north, you know, we were, we were being sent, and I, I didn't, he didn't, didn't seem to think it'd be as far as Neverwinter. But I mean, there's no other mountains north or whatever from here, so up until you reach Neverwinter, pretty much. So, well, I suppose there's yeah. a few near yeah, the mirror dead men, perhaps. Well, to be fair, I mean, the dwarves have been mining around uh, up and down the Sword Coast for, for millennia. There's got to be old tunnels. And oh, that's stuff. true. And not—it's not just the dwarf stuff as well. There's got to be. There's got to be tunnels created, natural caverns, tunnels created by I don't know ancient mole men that have now gone extinct, or, <laughs> or random dragons that can't turn left or right. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going till they pop out the other side of the sphere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That one time I didn't turn a corner as a dragon. One time I so was, far. I, I was not going to pass up the opportunity to make that joke. You know full well. We're talking about I tunnels. Know, I know. You know. Yep. Yep. 
I need to find different players. I can, I can avoid that mistake. <laughs> You'll make fresh new mistakes which they'll rub your nose in all the time. <laughs> uh, one revelation I did have, and again, you can't really tell considering I don't trust any of them. Um, they did say that we're probably in, well, not we, Dex specifically, Me? in danger. Yeah. Oh, great. Not just from this mission. Aye, well, I've probably upset a few of them, have I? Yeah. Isn't too good at that. It's, it might be because you've upset them, it might be because you have a very valuable item on them. Well, I've got my decoys now, at least. Well, this, correct me if I'm wrong, this whole time, Fendel, you've had... You've had this card, card on you. Whoops. What did you... Because uh, I don't... Dex knows nothing about this card. Oh, yes, that's a good point. No, I was just checking. Okay. I'm going to gesture to Fendel, having just realised that we've been breaking it to Kingston. Yeah. I'll take the card, and I'm going to slip it in someone's pocket. Okay. Uh, give me a slight hand check. You know what? Uh, actually, I'm going to shake my hand at him and just be like, wait, wait, wait. Um, can I go up to the barman real quick mm -hmm. um, and just ask him if he's got a piece of paper, parchment, whatever, that he, he wouldn't mind lending me for just a second? Yeah. In the meantime, I'm just going to talk shit with, with Dex, just random bollocks. I got the back of an old menu you could have. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So I'll excitedly run off with the this old menu. Um, I'll be, I'll mouth the word pen at Vedran. I will hand in my pen. In the meantime, I'm I'm going to start talking random bollocks about the Underdark and the weird shit that we might encounter down there to Dex, and I will hand hand all the pen and still keep the keep the card sort of sort of in, in between my fingers. Still, just with, with with distracting talk about weird and wonderful shit that's that, that we might have heard of in the end of the dark and you know Duragar and, and if it might be mind flayers. There might be mind flayers down there. Fuck, oh, that's scary. The things that eat brains. You guys heard about mind flayers? I've heard like horror stories about them and stuff from my mind. <gasps> Imagine if we re meet one of like Rupert's family. Ooh, Rupert. Ooh. Oh, happy intriguing. Oh God, like a bigger one. Oh, yeah. Like a half, like a full fucking beholder. Oh, yeah. Mad. Oh, Christ. We'd, yeah, we'd never survive that. No. I mean, if that got out, that got out into town, imagine Yikes. the chaos it would cause. I, uh, they'd, they'd have to send, like, really powerful mages and warriors and stuff to come deal with something like that. I'm pretty sure beholders have a thing where they can just stop you doing magic. Oh, shit. Well, I guess it's just have to send lots of barbarians or really strong, like, yeah. brawny people. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dwarven Warriors have got about as much chance against this thing as anyone else. Yeah, yeah I'm fairly brawny. Start, I start I start basically mouthing uh, <laughs> random, yeah, just trying to... I'm, I'm thinking it. So I'm, I'm going to write on there um, that uh, we can basically use this for disinformation. So many guys, you know we made all like, those copies of the labels. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask like the, the barkeep... I, I, I like... underline disinformation. Dex. <laughs> hey, I'm going to. I, I was thinking maybe like asking the the barkeeper if there's like a safe or something. Maybe like behind the bar. If you just keep it there for me. Are you sure you can trust the barkeep? I I know a trustworthy barkeep when I see one. He did try and keep the peace earlier when that fight was breaking out. Exactly. This is true. 
He's a true neutral. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. You go and sort that out with the barkeeper. I, I'll do that, and I give like an exaggerated wink. <laughs> I'm just going to face palm with Mei-chan, because um, I'm not. We will have to go back out of town to go make sure our uh, dragon hide is still there or something as well. That's true. I mean, it was a good hiding spot, but don't trust people. That road is way too used. To be, yeah, someone eventually is going to stumble on it. We need to go restash it somewhere. I wonder, I think I, I think he was able to put it in the safe for me. Yeah, it cost me like a deposit of like a few gold, but that's fine. That'll be worth it, as long as it doesn't go Alright. Alright. What, what time is it now? Uh, ooh, blimey. It's half past midnight. I am meant game, but <laughs> yes. right. it's also getting late <laughs> IRL. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, it is, it is late IRL. Sorry. Um, so you're looking at probably about four in the afternoon. Oh, it's still early. Has, uh, is there any sign in my mask yet? Uh, not yet. I'll just sit there drumming my fingers on the on the table until it arrives. Okay. <laughs> Maybe order a beer to, to keep myself amused. Oh. Uh, we should. Uh, I'm gonna start writing again on the little menu. Actually, no, 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 because I I don't need to now because Dex is kind of aware of the fact. I'm, when we're saying about misinformation, I'll waggle the card. Hey, what does that smell of piss? Hmm? Why does that card smell of piss? I didn't wee on it. I just oh, okay. <laughs> that was the implication I got. No, no, no. I, I, want, I want to just, just, you know, make them very aware. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Some, some mage somewhere just, just pulling the listening device away from his ears. How much did this elf drink? <laughs> I'm going to use a very, very small minor illusion to create some text. Now, technically, technically, this is a push in the limits of minor illusion, because there is a spell that does this, officially. But if you'll allow it. I'll, I'll let you do a small number of words in small quite large text. Okay. Sort of flat on the table, as if it's been, as if it's been burnt into the table. Right, okay. Rather than it being floating in the air, which is what the other spell does. Mm-hmm. This is a, an illusion to make it look like it's burnt into the table. And it will say, Take the card whenever you go to the loo. Fancy <laughs> some more of that kind of like really hot, spicy bread. You know what? Tenderal. I really quite fancy some of that really hot, spicy bread. That's an argument. Actually, actually, if we're going to be mo- getting a move on relatively soon, it's probably best not to. Oh, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. Yeah. As, as, as amusing as it would be, I do not want to be caught with my pants down on, on the middle and down, down, down wherever we were going. No, that's true. I mean, we do want to kind of treat our fellow adventurers as we would wish to be treated ourselves, right? Indeed. There are going to be six of them as well. So. I would never travel in such a large party before. That would be interesting. Hmm. Right then, as the party is waiting in the pub for shit to kick off, <laughs> basically. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up this evening's session. Yeah, that sounds good. That's right. So, yeah. So, lots of things have happened today. I've enjoyed immensely some of those things. And you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. Sometimes it's fun to be in the dark. Yes. Hmm. Right, now, I believe we're supposed to do outros. 
yes, this is where we say thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you come back for the next episode. Um, we wouldn't blame you if you didn't, because we know how lo-fi this is. We know how, you know, sort of cheap and janky the production value is, and how rank amateur we are. But we've only been playing D&D like, properly for just over a year. The fact that it's lasted this long is a fucking miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we appreciate any, any, any support you do give. Uh, and, you know, just by listening. Yeah, share that, share the podcast. Yeah. Retweet it, stick it on your Instagram stories, whatever. We are gradually trying to make it slightly less lo fi, but it, yeah, it's a slow and expensive process. <laughs> Bear with us. So there will be sound effects supplied by. Uh, I'll be Sirenscape. So, hey, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and hopefully we'll see you next time. Cheerio.